And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex. My name's Paul. And if your favorite baseball team's hot as hellfire right now, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. Hey, Alex, what's going on, man? How you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Our team is popping off, man. I know. Hotter than Hellfire. I don't know where that came from. Just came up with it on the spot. Yeah, I asked you if you had one picked out, and you're like, nope. In in very Paul fashion, you're like, I'm I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I love that dome. Hot as Hellfire. So here (laughs) we are. No, I'm good. Uh, Busy as always, but... Shirt idea. Hot as Hellfire? People have to let us know. I know. People are going to have to let us know on Twitter at 216BaseballPod. You know Happy late us. Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my first. It's crazy. All day people texted me and uh, it was just weird. I, the whole time I just felt weird about yeah. I was like, I'm not old enough to have a Father's Day. <laughs> That's all. It just felt so weird. But yeah, now, a lot of people said a lot of nice things and uh, it was a special day. And uh, Taylor got me a really cool gift we got a lot to get to a lot of fun stuff but she got me a really cool gift she's like the best gift giver i've ever met and she's like you have no idea what it's gonna be and she's like i just came up with it and i was pretty impressed and so she gave me uh it started in a bag and i pulled out like some couple pairs of basketball socks i was like okay and then i pulled out a couple pairs of like nice new like basketball shorts which i need terribly i have the same shorts that i've had for like five or six years i just that's one of my most toxic personality traits is wearing the same clothes for like 10 years. And I was like, Oh sweet. And then she got me like a water bottle and I was like, okay. And I was like, Oh, thanks for all this. And then she's like, I also signed you up for, she's like, I know you probably want to get out of the house and we haven't been able to do much. And she's like, uh, I signed you up for a men's rec league to play basketball. It's like 15 minutes from here. So I'm going to be in a league like every Wednesday for like That's two dope. months. Yeah. And my immediate question was, I was like, all right, how good are these people? Because we, <laughs> we live close to Butler and shit like yeah. that. And I was like, am I going to play with like groups of people that are like D1 athletes that just still yeah, need to get cooked. the itch and I'm going to get fucking cooked? Or is this like just athletic people that like to ball? Because I'm a pretty solid basketball player. I never played in high school or anything like that. But like I'm really fast, athletic, play like decent point guard. I can shoot my mid-range wet, wet as fuck. I'm not going to act like. I can drill three points. I'm an average shooter, but that when I get that mid range going, forget about it. It's over. Um, I can't think of the guy from the Warriors. Who's the guy from the Warriors with the mid that he was just like? That's all he hit. Uh, not Iguodala. Doesn't matter. The one guy on their team, and so that's my. But I'm way out of shape. Like since Everett's been born, I haven't had time to work out. I haven't been running. So I was like, oh god. And she's like, oh yeah, it starts like July, like seventh or something. And I'm like, okay. And I felt like. In my head, that's like a month and a half away. And then I kind of was like, it's like two months, nope, two weeks. Nope, that's like two and a half weeks away. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, I really got to start getting back into shape or I'm going to get cooked. So um, my my buddies are trying to talk me into joining a men's baseball team, not softball, baseball league. Okay. 
She thought about the softball one, and I was like, it's fine, honestly. I said, I I feel more at home on a basketball court. Not that I know more. I just have played a lot more than I have, like, like true structured baseball. So I was like, I'll find it. If I were to play in a men's baseball league, obviously I would want to be a catcher. Yeah. I still have my my old catcher's mitt from high school and when I played in Italy. So I I still have my mitt, but I need to go get gear. And I was like, can my body hold up to it? Yeah, because I beat the shit. Yeah, you're already broken, and I don't know yeah. that you could be. So behind I might the just be a. I might just try to be a first baseman. Yeah, just something like that. I think yeah. it'll be fun. So I'm she surprised tall, lanky, me, but that's that's a dope gift. That's awesome. Yeah, she's literally. I don't just say that because she's. I mean, she comes up with the best gifts. It's like overwhelming sometimes. So yeah, I'm gonna be doing that every Wednesday, and she, it's at like eight thirty. So she's like, "You have time to you know eat dinner," and he goes down around that time, and she's like, "Just give you an hour or two to get out of the house and." It also, I've been wanting to get back. It, like not working out is one of those things that once you get on that slippery slope, it's like you don't, you just don't anymore. But then yeah. when you're like, I'm, I'm a very on or off person, so I'm 100 percent on, and then I don't know any better. And so when I'm working out, it's four or five times a week. I'm in incredible shape, and I've have not been working out much in like the last year, especially since Everett's been born. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So now I'm like, all right, this is gonna get me back on the horse. And so yeah, I'm really excited. And so that's awesome check ig probably for some highlights i don't even remember the name of the league but probably gonna see me on world star or something just fucking balling out but <laughs> whatever um but no i'm excited and uh and yeah so that's what's new with you anything wild um yeah a couple things actually so on uh july 3rd i'm going to be going to the guardians game against the yankees so if any of you guys are going to be there let your boy know little little meetup um yeah uh that i got my dad me and my dad tickets for father's day to go to uh the guardians game on the third against the yankees um so that's gonna be exciting and then uh this weekend i started a uh intro to programming course online uh with python and that's been going super well it's it's everything is clicking pretty easily but uh, getting into some programming stuff. I love that for you. Harvard yeah. IT. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Harvard offers a, a free intro to programming course. So as soon as I finish this course, I'm getting a Harvard sweater. Um, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no offense. People are going to take one look at you and be like, oh, that's cool. Is your sister go to Harvard? <laughs> like, no, I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much I'm a Harvard grad. Yeah, I'm like, no big deal, but kind of go to Harvard right now. Show me where the law is. <laughs> Technically not a lie. It was a big toss-up between ITT Tech and Harvard, but I decided yeah. Harvard was going to take me where I Harvard, wanted to go. Yeah, Harvard has a very good uh, academics program, and uh, they're their morals really matched up well with mine. Yeah. And I just felt that they had something to offer. So I am honored to be attending. <laughs> yeah. Pull out a Harvard hat, put it on like the fucking NBA draft. <laughs> I want to know what, what Harvard's mascot is. Hold on. I bet you it's something like, it's going to be something like an owl or some shit. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm going to say owl. I was going to say Fox or like, a um, don't tell me, hang on. Like if not a fox, I'm trying to think of the animal. Why am I this nope, alluding? It's not an animal. Oh, okay. It's John Harvard, the pilgrim. 
whatever, blow me. Should have went to. <laughs> They're the pilgrims. Should have went to ITT Tech. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell everybody I'm underselling myself on my basketball skills. I was actually the starting point guard all four years at ITT Tech. <laughs> nice. Where I averaged 45 and 6 on uh, 40% shooting. So. <laughs> Actually, 45. Yeah. Anyway. Um, No. So, yeah, good vibes. I mean, the team's popping off and we'll talk about it as we get through this. But, yeah, fun episode. Going to bring some energy, like just so much to be excited about. I can't believe it. Um, So a couple hot topics, more just conversation pieces. So we'll just go through that. I was going to come up with something clever and couldn't. I just thought, like, conversation. And then some jazz music. I don't know, but whatever. Yeah. So uh, first thing I wanted to say was, and I got something funny. Uh, I'm in one of those moods today, so we'll try and keep it fun. So final thoughts on the Rocky City Connect jerseys. We saw them play in them. And you said you always, you you have your initial opinion, but you reserve, you know, until you see them on the athletes. I'm the same way, although I'm more, you know, me with my opinions, but I had a, kind of knew how I felt, but it changes sometimes when you see them on. So I'll let you go first. You, I'm assuming saw some part of the Rockies game, watched it, obviously watched the highlights. So on them, I don't remember what you originally gave them. I think you said eight, eight and a half. I don't know if that feels right. I don't remember the number where, where are we at? Um, I like them. Uh, the only thing I don't like the, the socks are a bit much. Okay. Like when players wore like the long the long pants or like the baggy pants, um, I did, I, I love the uniforms. Mm-hmm. The socks were a bit much. Like if they were just a straight color, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Instead of having the mountain design on the socks as well as the top, I that, go that was a the, bit much for me. I got to go back to the picture on our notes because I don't remember this at all. God, that was that many episodes ago. Yeah. Wow. But uh, the three episodes ago, the socks were. Uh-huh. I don't know if they showed the socks. Yeah, they the don't. Picture. I don't remember. They didn't show them. I'll um, Google it. But the so the you you know the the how the top had the mountain design on it. Mm-hmm. The socks had the same exact thing like around the mid calf, and it was just like oh, that's a bit much for me. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I loved them. I like it, it's some. It's different enough for it to be a city connect, but it's also like. I don't know. It's just something about them that I really liked. Yeah. Um, and I think I said, you know, that I, I was fine with them. They just didn't do much for me. And like, I I don't know. I was just kind of like indifferent. Like they were nice, but yeah, whatever. Um, so the game was on and Taylor was in the room. Well, let me back this up real fast. I felt the same way I felt about them in a picture watching them. Didn't change my opinion at all. That's not good or bad. Again, I'm just kind of like, they're like a seven. My dad, my dad hated them so much, he felt the need to text me and wow. ask me what the fuck are these uniforms. So I, I, I'd i say like a seven, six and a half, seven. Like they're nice. Okay. I think they did a good job. Not Like nothing changed. Usually I see them and it goes up a little bit or it usually just goes up. But I'm like, okay. Yeah. And as it was on the game, the game was on, sorry, uh, Taylor was sitting there and I go, hey, will you give me your opinion on these? Paul really, really loves them. I'm kind of like indifferent about them, but, you know, I think they're nice. What, what all that? I said, there's just and I told her, I was like, there's just something about it for me that it's like a little too much of something. There's just like something off. Like, I can't yeah. quite why they're not just straight fire for me. 
And she's like, because they look like softball uniforms. They're like, the whole design comes up to like the breast yeah. and then stops there. She immediately, I'm like, that's what it is. Not that I, yeah. like, in my head was thinking it looks like a softball. But I think that's, it's just like too much. Like where the, the design stops or like yeah. the color scheme, it's just not chopped up enough or it's not, I it, there's something about it. And I was like, oh my God, that's smart. So shout out to Taylor, uh, the goat wife all the time. And, uh, and yeah, so I don't, I don't know. They were just, I like the color and they're, they're clean. I just, I think it's just a preference thing at the end of the day. Some people My are going to be like. My dad complained about everything about these uniforms down to like, he says, except for a small yellow patch on the sleeve that looks like they just picked them up from the dry cleaners. <laughs> oh, no. Todd going and the Nike in. Nike swoosh on the chest is like this turquoise blue and it doesn't match anything at all with the puking emoji. He, My yeah. dad hated them. They, he, I think his exact words are absolutely horrendous. Okay. Yeah, I I very much disagree <laughs> with that. I still think they're I could see how some people would think they're fire cuz they they're designed well. I just think there was too much of that green. Although the green color was sweet. That was really slick. Yeah. I just think with the pants it just was too much and and they could have put some more white in there or or some of the purple, although, you know, something cuz that's usually I it is what it is. They they were still nice. It does look like a a giant Andy's mint. I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. But um but yeah, I'd still say seven, like a seven. I mean, they're I they're, like them. They're, they're solid. They're solid. Now, now we have to get into the Brewer City Connect jerseys. Okay, these yeah. were announced. I tweeted out about them, and it actually kind of split Twitter in half. Like, I mean, we didn't have a two. Yeah, eh, we had a decent amount of people kind of respond. Not not a ton. It was kind of like in the middle of a work day. I fucking hate these so much. I, love I think them so they much. are the laziest laziest city connect jerseys i would take the vanilla ice cream with low fat whipped what cream you- on top of like the 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 royals city connect remember that you're like we agreed you they're they're fine but you could have ran them out there 162 games and i'd be like yeah that looks like they're normal jerseys what the fuck is this jersey it's there's nothing going on it just looks what- terrible did you see what Nike released about what they why they did what they did with this uniform? No. Did they like is there budget cuts? No. So MKE is the on the hat it has an MKE with the four one four like inside of it that looks like those like little yeah, box. I don't. You know. I'm not a huge fan of it. MKE is the the airport in Milwaukee. Okay. Uh, four one four is the area code. On the sleeves where it goes yellow to white, it's supposed to represent like the head of a beer because of minnesota being like a huge beer yeah found you got miller you got yeah like at what's where i'm looking for you also said minnesota wisconsin uh yeah wisconsin um and they wanted to put brew crew on it because dave like the the fans have always called them the brew crew and they wanted to like represent their fans yeah and I I love these like the light blue with the dark blue belt and like the the yeah it, everything just it pops I don't know bro this ain't it like it's not ugly it's just like what the fuck am I looking at this is the lazy there's like nothing going on with this it's just a powder blue with yellow that says brew crew and then a blue hat with you know the little boxed fries that are like little tiny frites they're like microscopic yeah. and they come in a can. They it looks like someone like designed it with those in mind and like made MKE and then it's just white pants with a. I mean, this is like what is 
What is I going? Mean, on? If that's your logic, then the Angels uniforms are even their City Connect uniforms are even lazier. I, I didn't say I was obsessed with them. I said they were clean and they looked good, but there was something going on. Like this is just the, the I, only it, thing that the Angel City Connect jersey changed was the color. Yeah, it was the cream and that, you liked them more than I did. I said they were. I did solid, like them. Though. I did like yeah. them a lot. And, but if you're saying are. this is lazy, the other ones are even lazier. I guess they are, but this just does nothing. I I just don't understand. It looks like any. I I I don't know. I I, I don't get it. I I think they just this they missed. I, it's not even ugly. It's just like what am I looking at? Why why is I this, like them a lot? Why is this your city connect jersey? I that's why I don't understand. Like. I am waiting for the day for them to make ours, and it's going to be something to do with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I guarantee it. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I'm going to kill myself. So, yep. It should just be Jose. Like the whole uniform should be one of those shirts. They that, should like, do has something with face. Lake Erie. Like, true. The stadium's literally like up, not even a mile away from the fucking lake. Do something with Lake Erie. There's so much cooler shit in Cleveland than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is dope, but, but like that doesn't really define Cleveland in any way. Other and it than was like, fine to do it for the the All Star Game. That's fine because one of Cleveland's selling points is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you're having a bunch of people come in for this event. That's fine. I understand that, right? But. The City Connect uniforms are a chance for you to broadcast something more about this city. Mm-hmm. Like like the stuff with Boston when they did the like they shot out the Boston Marathon. That's dope. And and stuff like do something more. Which we don't know when the Guardians ones are coming out. I I really thought it was going to be this year with the rebrand. Yeah, because like, if they were smart and had like any sense whatsoever, they would pay whatever it costs to like well, get that. Thing. Also, at the same time, like it makes sense to let the rebrand sit for a year and then yeah. do it to like you know what I mean. So like this makes sense, but e- it's one of those things where it's like either way, like I understand. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. More we have left this year. I'd have I to think go this through is our, our last one. This is the sixth one, isn't it, or fifth one? Royals. Brewers, Angels, Astros, Nationals. There's one after the Nationals that I'm forgetting. I'm not sure. I can can Google it. Hold on. Well, I remember in our off-season notes, there was, and I couldn't find it quickly enough. It would take me probably like half an hour to find the episode that we put it in. But I remember there's like a schedule, but I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. They just, as everybody knows who's listened to this enough, like the Brewers alternate home, I think it is, or whatever, is like Washington, Houston, Kansas City, Colorado, Angels, Brewers, and Padres. Ooh, we're going to get one more. Nice. Yeah, the, the Padres. Cool. Um, But yeah, I love the Brewers normal uniform. I think it's one of the best yeah. in baseball. I think so, that's a lot what it has to do with it is like, you like their normal uniforms. Well, they already so think- started with such a strong one, and this just feels like we went backwards a lot. And See, I know I it's like, supposed to be. I like I'll, this a lot. To me, this is literally like I don't want to just be an ass. Like if I'm just looking at it, it's like a three. Honestly, like I just I don't really? get it. Like yeah, I just this is I, like a this is like a seven for me. 
I just I don't I don't get it. It doesn't do anything. I don't think it highlights the chance to do City Connect, where some are like really extra and they're really out there, like Boston's that were what yellow, right? Yeah, the yellow and green or some shit. Yellow and blue. yellow and blue, excuse me. And then uh, you know, the White Sox was yeah, the Washington's was probably the most unique out of all of them. And like Houston's, I liked, but I don't you know, just I, do, I, like. I liked them more once I saw them on the field, but the I hat still missed, though. I still don't like Houston's. I think the Diamondbacks have an awesome my, one. I think Houston's is still my least favorite. Really? Okay. This is by far my least favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, like even the, the White like, Sox with I all like the Chicago's, the South Side one. Those are I like those a lot. They're too much for me. Like too much, like just pinstripe, like you know injury lawyer look like suit lawyer you know what i mean like yeah like big lawyer suit i mean but i can still respect like it's a lot like it's a city connect and i get it and this one's just like like do crazy color pants or something do like a, a sick gray something i think it's just the white pants that i'm like it looks like a creative jersey in like a video game like an alternates for like 1960 and you like mit you mix and match pants or something that's like i don't know we'll go on all day about it um so we'll have to wait the I'm glad there's going to be one more with the Padres that excites me because this is fun. We'll see. I think San Diego's are going to be fire. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. Speaking of that, Mike Clevenger and our mentions last night, but it's neither here nor there. Piece of shit. Monday's uh, I, the other thing I want to talk about was Monday's roster moves, a.k.a. today. Um, there was one that I know you're going to be really excited about if you hadn't I seen know. it already. But I thought there was going to be more. To, well, let's let's just get into the roster. So I'd say like late this morning, Guardians perspective and everybody, Zach Meisel, everybody said um, some minor league transactions. Brian Lavastida placed on the seven day IL at Columbus uh, with a right hamstring, right hamstring strain. So um, not good. You know, get better, King. But the big thing is that you know Bo Naylor promoted to Columbus from Akron. So yeah, he's been he's been mashing down in Double A. So. I, I had a eight, feeling what 898 880 or 890 OPS like yeah. just cooking. he's been mashing down in double A and uh I had a feeling he was going to get the call soon. I thought it was going to be like in like a month or two, but hmm. it's a little early earlier than I expected, but I love it. This just I mean if he if he pops off the rest of this year, we could see him next year. Which yeah, we could see him later like, this year. Yeah, I saw some people could, that are kind of which would which wouldn't Make me, hoo, 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 hoo. Oh, oh, you! Oh, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> there's a there's some people putting some more respect on Austin Hedge's name, and I love it. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, the, Bo Naylor, he's gonna come. Like, I'm super excited about this. I anyone that's listened since I, episode three maybe has heard me talk about Bo Naylor and how excited I am for him because I watched a lot of his film from when he played in high school in Canada. And and stuff and obviously Joe Naylor's brother or Josh Naylor Joe. I was like, mind. Josh Naylor. Isn't there brother. a third? Isn't there a third brother? I just don't yeah. know, I just don't. Know I don't think name. he plays. I don't think he plays baseball though. Lame. Um, but he uh, obviously Josh Naylor's brother, and to see them play on the same field together would be fire. Like the it, Wilson and William Contreras thing that happened. To, like yeah, this but on week. the same team too. Whoops. Oh, like that. Uh, William Contreras came to the plate, and Wilson Contreras was behind the like was catching, and they like hugged, and I was like, "Fucking chills, <sighs> yeah. absolute chills." 
close yeah, that window. Which was, it's which was super cool. But to see, imagine a Bo Naylor, Josh Naylor back pick play at first. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to come. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that and I'm super excited about this kid. Um, just what I'm more like it. I don't know. This team's just so exciting right now. All the young players. Dog and everything. And we're popping off. Yeah. We're fucking popping off. <laughs> I know. It's just it's, a, it's super exciting right now. Like which we, I don't think I like we're playing out of our minds, so I don't think this is sustainable. No. Like we're gonna like we're gonna come back down to earth. The but baseball figuring, gods always get theirs, but we're figuring so much stuff out. Yes. Like and like what Oscar who Gonzalez, has the stuff. If he can We'll get into it with some of the defensive miscues he made this yeah. this week. The game's speeding up on him defensively. Offensively, all he does is hit. Yeah. Well, right? he's in a little bit of a slump the last he, week. He came we'll back down, but still. But he's on his way up towards the end of the week. He, you know, first home run, which. Yeah. But, ooh. like, so he, he figured it out. Um, Like, it, the, the game's speeding up on him, which is going to yeah. happen in your first year. That's going to happen. People are making adjustments, and he needs to make adjustments back. And we're starting to see towards the end of the week, it looked like that was happening because earlier in the week, you know, he gets a hit here and there, but in between, it was like chasing a lot of pitches. Quan's Quan's getting back into his rhythm. He's making his adjustments back to adjustments made to him. It's it's just an exciting time to be a Guardians fan, and that I'm I'm the next five years. This is we're going gonna be to be a, exciting. We're going to be a problem. Yeah. And we'll talk about it later too. But, you know, when we will, otherwise we'll never get through the, the but, you know, we, the minority owner is completely done. You know, David Blitzer will purchase it. So we're going to have some extra cash. Guess who just dropped 20 pounds and got their summer body back, bitches. <sighs> yeah. The checkbook open. Juan Soto? Question mark? Yeah. Checkbook open and all this the hot national, young talent. Hey, hey, Washington, you guys need some middle infielders? Yeah. Uh, anybody <laughs> in the market for 713 middle infielders? <laughs> Most of them in the top 100 of, like, you know, Baseball America and MLB's rankings. Because yeah. we got uh, about 730 to give you. <laughs> but, wow. um, yeah, no, and I I mean, he's here to stay. This wasn't a f- – I think it was just a reason – you know, that Brian Lavastida unfortunately went on the IL, yeah. but there was a corresponding move that Mike Rivera, who's been at AAA for, listen, I don't Ever. follow the minors like others do. We, we own up that, you know, that's, that's not our thing, but we keep an eye. And I think Mike Rivera has been there for at least this year, like, and all yeah. last year, just kind of that like staple AAA catcher. I, I, yeah, I could be wrong, but I know he's been around for a second and he got assigned to Akron. So they made room. So whoever the secondary catcher is at um, Columbus will stay for now. And while Lavastida is down, Bo Nather comes up and then Mike Rivera gets called down. Yeah, exactly. So they made I room. Think right? Mike Rivera I, was the, I think Mike Rivera was the second catcher in Columbus. Yeah, he was. Columbus. So he's down. So they called they they called Mike Rivera down, promoted Bo Naylor. Lava Cita's going on the seven-day IL. So, yeah, so do they I not have a... Who, so, yeah, I, who's the secondary catcher? Then? I don't know. They might yeah, not but, just... Bo Naylor might just be catching the next week. Yeah. It's Naylor's just a hamstring the, strain. Like, it's nothing hey, serious. That could, uh, that could be serious, dog. Right hamstring strains could be weeks, like three to five weeks, depending on how bad it is. It, yeah. 
but the thing is, it's a it's a not a pull, it's not a tear, it's just a strain. So if he rehabs and actually takes it easy, he yeah. should get back quickly. So I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, when I read that, I was trying to do the puzzle pieces in my head of who was where. But it, Bo, this isn't a just quick flip. I mean, Naylor's there to stay. Obviously, yeah. it's a tr- it's true promotion, not just a, a you know swap thing. And some, it might have been Guardians Baseball Insider. Could be getting it wrong. But someone whose opinion I trust a lot on this kind of stuff and the way it goes said that, you know, once you're out of double A, triple A is really... N- for catchers, once you get out of double A, you're kind of ready. Triple A is just kind of like seeing some different pitching and stuff. Yeah. And and basically that like once you get to triple A, you're kind of good to go. And so get your feet under you. And we could see him later this year. That 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 was kind of the Yeah. And hey, Luke Maley, you called it, even though it wasn't a revolutionary prediction, because he the guy's a triple A, quadruple A catcher his whole career, and he was just popping off for a month, but yeah, he's got like a 150 OPS the last seven games and yeah. the last like I, I, 15 like, games. And I'll, I'll get into it later on. His defense is not good. Yeah, like, it's like people, very me- average, below he, average. It's below average. It's not yeah. great at all. Yeah. So, yeah, Luke. Like, Naylor could get under Hedge's wing for the second part of the, the season. You and know, then all, if, of, like, all of next year. And then the two of them together, if we could just keep the two of them forever my heart yeah. would just be happy always <laughs> i i wanted to ask you something by the way i think i know the answer i've been meaning to ask you yeah i just want you to answer the second you hear the question okay okay it's gonna be a tight one you can only have one robo or hedges hedges okay i i just i know you loved robo for the same reason i do i, mean, I did love robo Robo's uh, 2019 he was, was a, like yeah he <laughs> defensively roberto perez is like a defensive catcher just makes me mm. makes my little mm. man stand up. Yeah, but uh, hey, I can't touch the back of a tuna can, but I can fuck up the sides. Oh yeah, I'll stretch those walls. Um, <laughs> Whoa, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I used um, an analogy. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but um, what was that? Oh, the the way Hedges manages the game and, and manages the clubhouse is a uh, is better than Robo. I will say, like his able his ability to take over a game defensively and to be able to call a game is, I would say, better than Robo's. And he's more vocal than Roberto Perez was. And you can like when Oscar Gonzalez hit his home run, or when Ahmed hit his home, like they both hit their first home runs a year. Austin Hedges was the first one out of the dugout standing up. You know what I mean? And like yeah. usually for like when someone hits their first home run, everyone ignores them. Yeah. Austin Hedges can't do that. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Here. Yeah, uh, I will. It, I will say though. I mean, Robo, Robo called an amazing game. So I, yeah. I don't have the data to back it up because it's kind of a feel thing. But I mean, he managed what two of Kluber's Cy Youngs and Bauer and Clevenger and. Ooh, it's tough. That's tough. Yeah, but I, I guess it's just more visible with hedges. Yeah, it could be a style thing. Yeah, I like. Robo's don't get me wrong. Robo was great. Like, Robo, like defensively, he had a steep drop off. But Robo defensively, and, and like he, was, I loved Roberto Perez. But I don't know. Austin Hedges just he just does something yeah. for me. I figured that, but I thought about that the other day, and I was like, I, I need to ask you just to be clear. So 
so we can keep it moving here so we can get into even more fun stuff. But um, I part of the reason I put roster moves and Monday's roster moves in the notes was we were told by kind of Andre Knott and other people that we were going to get some more moves today. It seems like it's going to happen tomorrow um, prior to the Twins game uh, because Aaron Savali is going to be activated. And then uh, Fran Meal is coming back from AAA. And he had a nice little yeah. rehab stint. I think he went like... I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think he had did he get a home run. He had like a walk off single. He had a do- I mean, he had a nice little, you know, kept the strikeouts down and seeing the ball a little bit. And, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed. So I was going to talk about those roster moves. Um, and, you know, I think part of that is, you know, it, it's going to happen. So when. Fran Mail comes back, I guess, tonight or tomorrow, whenever they decide to formally do it. Maybe it'll happen. Like, sometimes they do shit right around now. So I'll keep Twitter open if anything crazy happens. But, you know, I got to think that Oscar Mercado is getting the DFA um, because it, it's kind of like the Bobby Bradley, Bradley Zimmer, Yu Chang thing. Like, wh- what are we doing here? The dude hits like yeah. 210, and he does exactly what I predicted he would do. I've said it since the beginning of the season. He does four or five star catches that make you go, holy shit. But then he fucking packs it in on routine plays. He just like, get, he just is like, whoa, whatever. And he just like mentally shuts off and like autopilot and he drops balls and it yeah. happens. And it's like, what are we waiting for here now? Like, are you really going to send Palacios down to let Oscar Mercado play against lefties when, which he's not even hitting them well, if I'm not mistaken this year, even though that was his specialty last year. And just like, fuck off. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. He's a nice guy. You know, we got a little bit better understanding of him during the Yankees thing. And we heard him talk. And he seems like a solid dude. And all these guys are solid dudes. I don't have really, I've never had a problem with anybody as an individual. That's not how Cleveland cranks out players. They wouldn't be on our team if they were an issue. But like, <laughs> Mike what are we, yeah, or my closure. But like, <laughs> what are we doing here? You know what I mean? We're like, it's the inevitable. And the new rule is you're only allowed to option people five times in a season. And Palacios has already been optioned three times up and down. And so I love, you know what I love about him? And I've said it is just his plate approach or excuse me, his approach at the plate. He's not going to be a 900. mm, And it's not even the fact he's getting the hits, although obviously that's sexy and process over results, but the process is there and it's causing results because he it's just his demeanor, and I've said it since he kind of came yeah. up. It's just something like name. Can you even think of the last time you watched Palacios have a bad at bat? And I no. know that's like anecdotal, but I honestly can't picture a sing- I can picture Oscar Gonzalez bad at bats. I can picture, I mean, Quan doesn't have two bad of at bats, but I can picture basically everybody the last time Jose had a bad one. I couldn't tell you the last time I was like, yeah. Palacios, well, what Palacios are you doing? Palacios' best thing is he, he takes what's pitched to him, he doesn't, yep. he doesn't try to force contact. Yeah, as weird as that sounds, he if a pitch is thrown outside, he'll take it that way. If it's inside, yep. he'll pull it. Like he's he's very good at taking what a pitcher gives him and using it. Yeah, I agree. Which is and very good deep- in late innings when you need base runners and you need you need people to hit with runners in scoring position and stuff like that. That's what you need. And it's yeah, he's he's he has he's a very good counts. approach. Yeah, deep counts, just good, good composure up there, body language, everything about him is just like, all right, him and those cute little glasses. Um, so I think Mercado gets the DFA because do you really want to use one more op or we're not even halfway through the season and you're going to leave two more? I mean, like Palacios has 
come on, Tito, what are, what are we doing here? Like, you know what I mean? So I'm hoping Mercado finally gets the DFA. Nothing against him, but like, we've been cutting through all the crap this year. Let's keep it rolling. Like, let's just keep on moving. So Mercado, and then with the pitcher, I'm probably thinking Anthony Castro. We'll talk about it. He got brought back up when Pilkington gets sent down. Uh, he had a bad outing. You know, one bad out- outing isn't going to get somebody sent down necessarily that's a reliever, but I don't know. We don't really know what to do with them yet, and we need room. Since Pilkington was already down and Castro was the replacement as a reliever, you got to think that's probably the move. I thought Anthony Ghost might just get DFA'd, but Anthony Ghost shut me up with quite the outing on (laughs) Friday night. And I, yeah, he said, I saw your tweets and you can lick my balls. And I said, sorry, Mr. Ghost. So, survive another week there you know high leverage stuff that will break down hey all you gotta do is survive survive day to day and if you make make a good outing it's hard to send someone down like right after they made a good outing like keep the good times rolling baby and i mean well in his case it's a dfa versus you can option castro so it's kind of like I think he might fight to live another day. So that's kind of what I think is going to happen. Um, and it'll probably happen right after we hit end record. And I'm like, okay, cool. But we had some Twitter questions. Paul was smart enough and had the uh, foresight to say, hey, we're a part of the people. Ask us some questions. Let's figure out what we got here. Yeah. Uh, so we had six of them. Um, one of the, I'm going to hit some quick ones. I'm going to go out of order here. So number three was from Joseph D asking, when will we DFA Mercado? Just kind of address that. I, I really think it's going to be, you know, when everybody's hearing this to late tonight, you know, tomorrow, I, I think it happens tomorrow on Tuesday. I think, I think it happens. Yeah. And then, um, Jackson asked us about trade candidates and I'm going to hold off on that just till we get a little closer. I just haven't had the time to really dig into it. I do want to plug Quincy's uh, article. He wrote a mammoth three-part article um, breaking down. I can't tell you anything more than what Quincy did. He did all the research and then some and then some and then a little bit more on top of that. If there's anybody that fits Quincy, Figured it out in like a 40,000 word essay. Um, so go check out his article for Guardians Baseball Insider uh, at official GBI. It should be. So used to used to work with them. And I mean, they're they're great. So go go support Quincy and uh, and we'll do our own thing once it gets a little closer. Yeah. Once we hear some buzz, once we figure out, you know, once we get teams closer needs, to the deadline. Yeah. Teams needs are going to change so much. Who's more in content? I mean, uh, so much injuries are going to injuries can happen like that. And now teams need a shortstop. Mookie Betts. Uh, I said Poppy. Can he play? But <laughs> yeah, it's so weird the saying Dodgers, his name. The Dodgers are out. Mookie. He broke a rib. He's going to be down for a while. Well, it's funny. I started laughing because we never actually say Mookie Betts' name seriously. Yeah. But they today, Jeff Passan was tweeting out that they're looking for a right-handed hitter, kind of platoon outfielder. And so just like that, I mean, it just takes one injury yeah. and then, he, so I want to wait until we get a little so, closer. That's so bad for baseball though. Mookie it is. Betts I mean, being hurt is so bad for baseball. And, and it he's sucks. Got a huge bounce back season this year yeah. after last year. He had a rough it's, go. And a broken rib. That's, I've broken ribs. Not fun. Yeah, probably not fun at all. Coughing, sneezing, everything, everything. Standing up hurts. Laying down hurts. Sitting hurts. Like everything is painful. Like it's so bad. So, um, yeah, we're going to wait, but again, I want to plug. Yeah. Get better. Mookie Betts is a dog. Uh, so 
yeah, go go check that out. And then, like I said, I'd say probably next month, once we get within a week or two, I think we'll have a better idea of this team, of other teams' needs. And then I'll kind of jump in with what I think is realistic, where I think the team's at. Because we could, knock on wood, fall five games under 500. We could be 10 games above in like, yeah. And, We'll see what our this needs season are. right now is a coin flip. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I, like I said at the top of the episode, I don't, I don't think that the way we're playing is sustainable. I we're playing out of our minds right now, and I think we're going to come back down to earth eventually. Because I don't think anyone expected us to be playing this well in June. This is a Tito team, though, man. We get better with with like as the season goes on. It yeah. just like and lines we, up, and we get and better. Cleveland's better. historically a second half team, and yep, like if we can, we we said it last year. If we can stay right around five hundred or a little bit above five hundred at the All Star break, we're cruising. Yep, and right now the like central above the central is kind of up for grabs. Oh, Expe- it absolutely is. Especially with eight games and ten days against Minnesota, Lord shine your light on me. That's what. That's why I said because people were upset because spoiler alert, Jose didn't play the second or third game against LA with that thumb injury. Yeah, I was like, look, which is fine. Yeah, we have eight games against the team that's in first place ahead of us right now, and we could make some serious ground on the division for the lead, if not. Well, I spoiler alert. I think we're still in first place because I think Minnesota. No, we're lost. only a game. We're a game out. We're a game out. Okay, I thought they lost yesterday. They did, but we were two games back at that. Okay, point. so we're because a game we behind, and we have eight games coming up. I mean, make or break. We could get buried, like, or we could be three games up. Yeah, <laughs> like it's this could be nuts, and um, so keep Jose healthy for this so like it's this whole and if you can get what in in 10 days we can get six games up on them yeah i mean if you or seven games up if we if we double we sweep both series which is unlikely yeah but if you win all eight games you can get seven games up on them jesus christ (laughs) fuck my little boy butt like holy oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. Hey, if we even get if we even swap and get two games above them, I'll be a happy, happy man. Yeah, that, like, like which I'm not going to do all the math on that. Little, I'm too little tired spoiler of, alert towards the end of that: we've won six series straight. Yeah, six series in a row, and now that's going to get a little more serious. That's <laughs> how you do that. That's how you be a good baseball club. Like yeah. all you gotta do is win series. You hear us say, like, if you win series, you'll sling together wins. Like, yeah, I mean, you're automatically going to be up. Like, I at think least we're like win, fifteen and three or fifteen and four in our last like eighteen, nineteen games. Yeah, we're crazy. Uh. Maybe even better than that. We're cooking. So, um, that that was a all over the place. And then Brownstown Andy asked what will the rotation look like in 2027? No clue. I'm just going to I'm going to yeah, I'm going to defer again to, you know, we're not prospect experts of, you know, Guardians Baseball Insider are experts in that Justin Lotta and Willie Hood like they are they should have PhDs in our farm system. It doesn't get any better. Uh but just, you know, off the top of my head, you know, Daniel Spino, uh Logan Allen. I almost had to use the initial, but I forgot. Logan Allen, not here anymore. Logan S. Allen. See ya. 
and then he got demote he got DFA'd and then optioned back down to Orioles uh AAA. So yeah, that didn't last long. But uh I Logan go, I could go see Logan Allen if I wanted to. Yeah, good God bless you for that. There's Logan Allen, um Daniel Espino, Gavin Williams. Um I mean uh, maybe I, Bieber I, will still be around like a yeah, grandpa. I, yeah, and then acquisitions, trades, yeah. the next guys that we don't know. Um, it, it, that's so far out. I get what you're asking, right? Five years from now, but uh, man, I mean, you got to hope that Espino and Williams and Logan Allen are part of that. Um, and then probably T Mac. Hopefully, I feel like T Mac could be here for a oh, while. Yeah. And and yeah, we'll we'll see. And then um, let's see. Lamoli, it was funny. I don't know if he actually listens or not. I couldn't tell you, but he <laughs> he, he asked for uh, power rankings one through ten of baseball. Uh, bench I'm gonna tell you right crawls. now, number one might be St. Louis. They're young. Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill wouldn't want to fuck with. Albert Pujols still wouldn't want to fuck with. Yachty looks like he's stabbed people before. Yeah. So Nolan Arenado, I feel I can throw hands. Yeah, I could see him like getting you a little bit. Like he's got, like he's boxed a little bit. Yeah. So I read this wrong. I just realized I, for some reason, was take. I don't know why. Sometimes you just read stuff wrong. I was taking it as like ranking the top ten like brawls, and I'm like, fuck, oh. I don't remember. No, but I get it now. Oh, bench, um, dog. I'm sorry. The Yankees got to be number one. Like fuck the Yankees, but there are some big. Here's boys. the thing. John Carlos Stanton, Stan. yes. Aaron Judge, Aaron I feel Judge. like, is kind of a bitch. Like in, like, in a fight, you know, like, he's big and long and lanky, and he could. Being big and knowing how to fight, two different things. You know what I mean? True. I, like, John Carlos Stanton, I feel like he could mess some people up. Anthony yeah. Rizzo, maybe sneaky. Yeah, maybe a could little throw sneaky. Hands. Yeah, Josh Donaldson, though, he's going to bring, bring a gun to a fist. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really think the the – Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo is like six six. Oh yeah, it's a I, big boy. The, I I really think the the Cardinals. First off, Tyler O'Neill, like if he gets a hold of you, yeah, it's, it's over. over. He, he's thick. imagine like Tyler O'Neill just taking out Joey Gallo's knees, like <laughs> just chop block. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my. Uh, I, so Cardinals, we're not going to rank them, but let's say Cardinals, Yankees have got to be up there. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like, we got like the Guardians in there. Yeah, like, bro, like, we'll, we'll fuck that. And if Fred Mill, Mill comes back. <laughs> Miles Straw. If somebody tried to gang up on Fred Mill, I mean, it would take five people. And he would yeah. be like, like a troll, like, a, like Lord of the Rings or some shit, or like Harry Potter. Oscar like Gonzalez? Hulk. True. He's a but big no, dude. I just, I gotta get this out. So Fran Mill getting overwhelmed and Miles Strong just jumps on the back of somebody. And it's like choking like start, him out. Like, choking him out, just like Shut go to sleep. Shh. Fight me, motherfucker. Fight me. <laughs> Oscar Hit Gonzalez, me, Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor plays dirty. He will throw oh, yeah. some dirt in your eyes. Pocket <laughs> hand. Yeah. <laughs> Jose, I could see him. I could see Jose being one of those people that could take some punches. Yeah. Like you hit him hard and he like doesn't really Austin wobble. Hedges is going to use his mask as a weapon. Yeah. He's gonna like hit uh, someone over the head with his mask. Like we're top five easy. Uh I, I mean Zach uh, Plesak. I feel like Zach Plesak's scrappy. Yeah, I could see him being a little scrappy. He's a fuck boy. 
uh yeah oscar gonzalez is a is a quan would be like guys 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 come on come on <laughs> he's like guys, oh god what's going on physical yeah. alter fisticuffs yeah oh no um uh, i love him so much let's see what other teams did you I'll see I, we got to talk about this play that happened i think it was yesterday when he beat out the infield single and he and he slid into first yeah i think that was was it yesterday? It was either yeah, yesterday was. or Saturday. Or Saturday. It doesn't matter. So when he slid, his helmet came down on his forehead. So he was looking at the up like. <laughs> just like. To see if he was oh, safe. Just like but a little look, kid. You know, like when a little like T-ball and like the helmet's too big for him. So it like flops and they're like trying yeah. to see through it. But it's like coming down. That's yeah. what it looked like. I was like, he's so fucking cute. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I will say something funny, um, and then I'm done with the power rankings because I can't really think of anybody else. I think we just picked teams we liked and, and rolled with it. So fuck the Yankees. Like I think um, 2019 Reds. I think yeah. so, I saw someone say that on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh yeah." Like I don't know, and he even said it. Like I don't know if it's the sleeveless uniforms, but they all looked big as fuck. True. I mean, the White Sox. Like, if we're just being honest, they're gonna fuck some shit up. There's yeah. some some scrappy people um who else uh oakland i could see like they hate their life they play in a shit you know what i mean like i just see them being scrappy uh cincinnati to fuck the dodgers padres san francisco i could see the giants and maybe the diamondbacks being a little little scrappy but um no one thing i want to point out really fast is i need everybody to pay attention to kwan's body language anytime he does anything anything just just start paying attention. You'll know what I'm talking about. He like runs around and like flops like this. After yeah. he ca- he'll like catch a ball and he's like, Ooh, and he like throws his shoulders into it. Like he's just like doing the shimmy. And then he just like runs like an awkward, like anime kid. Like that. Yeah. Uh, wait. Uh, ooh, that's not what I meant. He runs like the awkward kid in class. That's just like too much into anime or like something. I just, I, he's just quirky and I love it about him, but he just like he runs in from the infield and he's just like flopping around like mom, yeah. I got an A on my test. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's just got quirky energy. I love um, him so much. And then let's see, what else do we got here? We got two more. Uh Quan Lord Pilkington uh asked who should be the other catcher on the roster with hedges if we continue to be in the playoff picture. I mean, maybe Bo Naylor. If you yeah. ask me. I still say we trade for uh, Sean Murphy, uh, Carson Kelly, and it doesn't mean we get rid of Hedges. It would move him into a secondary role, but he would still be in the clubhouse. He could still give someone the ropes, um, but I would love to have a Sean Murphy personally. Uh, Tyler Stevenson is a dog. It would take Espino, Valera, Espino, Rocchio to probably get St- Tyler Stevenson like five years of him, and the dude is going to hit like 280 and play really, really good defense. So those don't grow on trees. I but, think my, my biggest thing is no one, I don't think anyone's going to play as good as defense as Hedges. So it's about I, the I, offense. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Wilson, actually, the perfect you want you want me to give you the perfect answer. It makes too much sense. Wilson is going to get Wilson Contreras, like like we talked about. He would be a rental. They split it fifty fifty. They split time fifty fifty, even seventy thirty. But it works out perfectly because they're both gone at the end of the season. If we don't resign Hedges, but like you're not over committing to like, 
having two primary catchers yeah. and Sean Murphy I when think, Bo Naylor's around the corner. You know what I mean? Like you, I, you don't overcommit to four years of this. Your dude, dude. I'm, I'm a. This might be preference, right? And I might. This might be biased. I think you have to extend Hedges. Like I think he's done so much for this team and to get this like rotation and and bullpen at a place where they're at now. And yeah. I think he has like the right mindset as a leader of this ball club. I like, I think they have to, I'm fine with it, but I, I just, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I defend him more than others. Not as much as you because of how incredible the defense is, And because of the intangibles that people take for granted that I know that he is causing success in this team. Even if watching him bat makes me want to take a bath with my four slice toaster flex. I only have a two slice. I'm sorry. I'm not a liar. Uh, but you have a toaster. I want to ride the waves of my Hamilton Beach in the fucking. <laughs> just, that was a deep cut joke. Uh, that was that was a little play on words there, but <laughs> I think the you know the offense is just not acceptable. Quincy put it perfectly that you know playoff teams don't ha- you, you their catcher isn't going to be hitting like that more often than not or not having an option so. I want him to be secondary. Maybe it's 60-40 and we go and get, again, the Sean Murphy or Wilson Contreras this year and then Bo Naylor comes up next year and then Hedges. I'm fine if it's like a 2 for 10, 2 for 12. I'm fine. I don't want to overcommit because he is 31. Like I don't know if he's turning 32 this season, but he's got some age. It's going to start deteriorating naturally because of the position. you got to be a nut job to play catcher. Just get the shit beat out yeah. of you and all the abuse. But... Well, I want the defense. I want that presence there and help develop the staff. But it needs to be in a secondary role. He does. He he cannot be our primary catcher if we're going to try and contend. That's but what I'm, I'm saying. Fine like with you him get you here. get Bo Naylor up here, right? And you have Bo Naylor take, or you have Austin Hedges take Bo Naylor under his wing for like a year or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let him gradually move into that secondary. You know what I mean? Like yeah. over no, it'd be time. like 50-50 at and first. Then, and then you start seeing Naylor start taking more. Um, yeah, but, throughout the year, 60-40, 20-24, say it's a two-year deal, 70-30-80-20. You know, because yeah. at that point then, yeah, he's going to be 33, maybe 34, depending on, again, yeah. what age Hedges turns. And so that that's for me. But again, I'm also not against we have to cash out on these prospects. We have to do something. And so, because they're gonna, they're not gonna lose value, but you, you gotta you can't like, guarantee cash value. Your, yeah, you can't guarantee, and like we can only play so many of them. So while they're still hot, while they're whatever, we got to do something with it because we have to start locking in guys too, and we need to figure out what we need and commit to that. And right now, the only thing besides relief pitching, like another like just badass arm, even though the bullpen's figured itself out. Believe me, we need. Like one more badass arm, like lockdown. Yeah, we need like a lockdown eighth inning guy. Yeah, like they, there's no question. Like he's just gonna fuck you every game. You know what you're getting. Like uh, what Jarencheck was while sticky stuff was allowed. Yeah, well, he was a sticky stuff QAnon merchant. <laughs> um, but getting that, but that's not going to cost you. We're not going to cash out what we have for that. If Ahmed stays hot like he is, we might fucking get that guy. And plus a, you know, a, a B tier, B minus tier prospect. We might fucking get that guy. Guess what? We still have 17 middle infielders that we got to yeah. figure out what to do with. And so I, like, I think people only- are super high on Ahmed right now because he's hotter than hell. And, and he is. Um, I want to give him credit. Yeah, he, but he's trade value. Like this is perfect. Yeah, he's playing out perfectly. He's, this is exactly what we need because. 
like we've talked, we have so many middle infielders. It's nuts. And my biggest thing that I got in on on Twitter, it was with Quan Lord Pilkington. We had a, a friendly spat, and it was it was respectful. And that that's what we need to be able to do is like he messes up our entire defensive alignment. The everybody plays out of position for this guy. Yeah. And it's great when he's hitting like this, and I'm happy. And yeah, it helps our team a lot. We can live without it. This year's not about the playoffs. If we do it, fucking awesome. Next year, full expectation for playoffs. But we have to sort through things. And so even if he's hot, I don't care if we're first in the division. Like, it's not about this year. You got to think next. You know what I mean? Someone else will step up. Let Andre start playing short. Let Tyler Freeman come up. Nolan Jones. Make a trade for somebody. But, like, get let everybody Palacios into the come position. And play second. Or Owen yeah, Miller. Let everybody get into the positions they're fucking supposed yeah. to. And and so it's working out perfectly. And not let someone um, play mediocre shortstop with a hot bat. Like, and he has worked on it. I will say, uh, all the de- and I'm not defending him. He still has no instincts yeah. at all. Um, I'm not sitting here defending him. But I will say, if we're being objective, he has made changes. Uh, he's worked on it. Uh, I can't remember Quincy and I were talking about it, but or on his podcast that he worked with somebody or really took the time to work on like footwork. And I think his first step and, and just reading stuff. And it, it shows in the outs above average baseball savants, uh, defensive metric in his defensive run saved from fan graphs. It shows the eye test a little bit better, but still it's nothing compared to Jimenez. There's, yeah. there's the range isn't there, the instincts, the snappiness. And early in the season, it really showed when he was not making, you know, like you said, pull Owen Miller to the bag in that one game when he held onto the ball, double clutch. Yeah. You're like, pull him to the bag, like just shit like that. Um, but yeah, this is per- it's working out how we want to. He did this last year in May. He couldn't be stopped. And then guess what? The law of averages catch up. Baseball gods get theirs. He's always been a 700. He's got a 707 OPS career. He's a 100 weighted runs combined. I mean, average major league player. Great guy. Angels. Pick up the phone anytime you want, dog. We're here. Yeah, we need Shohei Otani. But to me, where we're at right now, the only need that would cost something that you can't really go buy is a catcher. And so that's where you kind of look at that. But then Bo Naylor's coming up. Um, And then the last one, and oh God, we we run long even when we say we're going to, is Quincy came up with probably the most, not I wouldn't say legitimate question, but most talking point. And he said, hey, who loses ABs with Fran Mill returning? And, he, you know, Quincy said he thinks it has to be Miller moving to more of a utility pinch hit role because he has really cooled off. He's starting yeah. to find it a little bit and we'll talk about it. But he is really I think he had a 64 I, I, weighted runs combined. I plus in May. I, I, I think so, because um, I think Naylor's going to become more day to day first baseman. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and Jimenez no has to play second if Ahmed's going to be playing short. Um, maybe if they want to give Ahmed some rest, they'll move Jimenez to short and play uh, Owen and Miller second. at second or Ernie Clement at second. Like it, it's unfortunately, I think it's going to be platoon of guys that lose at bats. I think Naylor's going to lose some. I think Owen Miller's going to lose some. Yeah, but uh, Naylor's not Naylor's not platooning at all. When Naylor's our everyday first baseman, no, but Naylor will DH and then Owen Miller will play first. Oh, okay. Sorry, you know when I you mean? said platoon, I thought you were saying like I'm like no, Naylor is like in no, the no, no. He he plays day. first, but he either is DHing or playing first base. You know what I mean? So with Franmil coming back, but that's what's being tough is because DH. So I think that 
I think that Owen Miller and Josh Naylor are both going to be losing at bats. And like as weird as it sounds, I think Jose's going to lose some at bats. Hang on a second. I got to back this up. I, I I'm not like coming at you. I just I'm not understanding where so, in all so that right you now, think Naylor if, if they, is going to lose at bats. If so, if Naylor needs rest, right? What they've yes. been doing is they've been having him DH. And yeah. Owen Miller, Framer is going to be there now. Oh, Framel's yeah. going to be DHing. So if yeah, if he needs rest, he's not going to be getting those at bats now. He's just going to be on the bench. Depending on how. Look, I depend. Josh Naylor can't play every day on that leg. Like it's yeah, it's very clear he can't. Like he he runs out of double, and he looks like he's in pain. Yeah, I still think he's going to play four or five. I I guess when I just get down to it, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you because you're not wrong. But like, I don't think he's going to miss out in the way that you're saying. Like, I I'm not saying he's going to miss out on a lot. I'm just saying there's right now. And same thing with what I'm saying with Jose. If Jose needs a day off from playing third, they've been throwing him into a DH role. He will DH over Franmail. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's literally the GOAT. So, we'll we'll sit Franmail those days, I think, honest to God. Okay. And then, if if Jose's over three, you know what I mean? Like, there's no yeah. way where Jose is healthy enough to play that Franmail is ever, even Franmail of last year, would not stop jose of this year getting at bats unless he's going oh for three and then later in the game yeah you're a sweaty boy yeah, uh I, did, I saw that my lifted up his arms to fuck? stretch yeah and you fucking well i had to turn my air conditioner off because it's loud as hell i know i only have the overhead fan on one just because i can't it, it gets toasty the yeah. sacrifices people the sacrifices and but I'm you get what i'm saying boy. like yeah, only yeah, 265 boy. pounds like jesus you are a big boy like but there's just no way up. that Ho- that Jose loses, you know, unless he actually needs rest or he's like yeah. 0 for 3 and you bring. I don't I care see what you're saying. There's just no way. I mean, he's literally on an MVP tear. You give him every yeah. at bat there is. So to me, you know, Quincy's right. And hey, you and I both whispered it, I think, before anybody else that even when he was going kind of right, I was like, Owen Miller, kind of awesome trade bait. Not going to yeah. lie. I, he's no, I, he's I, an I everyday I, I love player. Owen Miller. I lo- like. What Owen Miller stands for as a player, like who he is as a player, I love. Right, like he shuts the fuck up, comes the comes the field every day and works. You know what I mean? And I love that. And it what makes me love him even more is you can tell the difference between last year and this year. You can tell he put in work in the off season. You know what I mean? And yeah, because he was terrible. You know what and I mean? He and came all up that, and, and he stepped it up this year. Like he was hot as hell at the beginning of the year, then cooled off, and then. Got hot a little bit again. Now cooled off, and now he's trying to starting to figure it out again. Sack fly machine, doubles machine. Like, uh, but we kind of saw ahead of time, even when it was going well. The, like, it's like there's just something there that I was like, "This is awesome," well, but we I just don't know that again. It, everything comes back to we have so many middle infielders. Yeah, that you try and find the ceiling of each and and plug. Like, Oscar Gonzalez is getting a shot, not only because the motherfucker just hits and has Spongebob. We need a right fielder. But, well, we, no, we need a masher. We yeah. need someone that, even though he just hit his first one, that's going to put it in the but seat. Even though, yeah, he, and, he didn't hit his home run until, what, like 20 games in? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. The but I'd rather he keep below. his swing nice. The exit yeah. velo is where you can see it, and you're like, 
holy shit. Like, yeah, don't worry about lifting the ball and creating too many flyouts. Like, keep your level swing. Line drives, we'll hitting a ball 114 miles per hour off the bat, <laughs> that'll work. Like, that'll play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. look, and then we'll slowly we start getting we have his bat players that can hit home runs. Like, Josh Naylor can hit home runs. Jose can hit home runs. Austin yeah. Hedges, it seems like when he hits the ball, it's only for home runs. Yeah. Um, if if Fran Mill is even 80% of what he was last year, it's over for you bitches. It's yeah. so fucking over. If we get our actual DH back to hit 25, 30 bombs the rest of the way, it's over. Yeah. It's so over. And Good luck. We're winning the division. Like, you, I, I mean You that. need players it, that can just hit line drives. Like, home runs are cool. But that's not our playing style this year. That is very prevalent. Like, yeah. we are a small ball club. We get people on base. We string together hits. You know what I mean? Like, And I love it. It is so exciting. And Holy it's, shit. It's, that's who we are. We're fast. We run the bases. We hit singles, occasionally a double. Jose and Ahmed will stretch out a triple. But we don't hit a lot of home runs. Like, it, it's... I would like to see the metrics on where we're at for league average and home runs because we don't hit a lot. We play a lot of small ball, and I love that so much. I know. It's, uh, we talk about it every episode, how much more exciting it is. Even though home runs are lit, it's like stringing it together. Yeah. But, no, I, I mean this. I'm saying it right now. If Ho- if Fran Meal is back, like nine, I'll say 90, 85, 90% of what we know he can be, we're going to win this division yeah. and it solves so many problems because we suddenly have someone that can put it in the seats and, and then, we have someone, an everyday four hole hitter. Yep. You have Quan up top, which I'm now on board with Quan being our leadoff hitter. By yeah. the way, Quan up top. Quan would be at top. And if straw figures it out, if we put him at the hmm. eight or nine and straw figures it out, right. He goes back to leading off. Yeah. Which is fine. But if you even go uh, Straw, if he bounces back, which we're a long way from that, in a perfect world, Straw, Quan, Jose, Jose Franmil, Josh Naylor, Naylor, Jimenez. I like him at the six. Jimenez. And then Oscar Gonzalez. Uh, yeah, see, now we start trying to squeeze everybody in there, and it's like, oh, no, this lineup fucks. Well, because you <laughs> have to think about it, right? First base is going to be Josh Naylor. Jimenez, second short. If Ahmed's staying on this team... It, it it if 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 Ahmed stays on this team, it's gonna go Quan Ahmed, Jose, Fran Mill, Josh Naylor, Jimenez, Oscar Gonzalez. I don't Hedges, know, Oscar Gonzalez straw. probably be ahead of Jimenez. Not to split hairs, but you know what I mean? Like he was banning him in the fucking four. I don't know. You know he was like, cleanup, which well, I don't like him saying. doing. I think if, that's too if much you, pressure. If you put on. Jimenez in the seven instead of the six. Now you have Naylor and Jimenez. Oscar. Uh, Jimenez and Naylor. Because Naylor's batting five, Jimenez batting six, and you have Oscar Gonzalez batting seven. Jimenez is, gets on base. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Naylor average, can get on base. So you have Oscar Gonzalez as like a, a pseudo clean, like a second clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you'd yes. have Quan playing left, Straw playing center, um, Oscar playing Oscar, right. Yeah, and then you have Jose. Jimenez. Well, once Ahmed's off this team too, that also shifts everything over. We, like, but assuming we like, don't call we someone say else, Ahmed up. has to be off. Like, I think most of 
guard like anyone that knows baseball knows that Andre or not Andre Ahmed is not a part of this future and needs to be off this club. But that's not a guarantee. Yeah, I think it is, honestly. I think I think the front office knows. There's just no way you can keep him on this team. Like Yeah, well I agree with you, but as of right now he is. So I think it's smarter to pretend like he's going to be on this. You know what I mean? And and project yeah, that's that fair. out. Well, plus in the meantime, until it happens, it doesn't do anything for us. We still have the yeah. problem, you know. Yeah. It, so coulda, shoulda, woulda. I could see maybe Ahmed and Owen going somewhere together or separately at the yeah. trade deadline. And, and then I don't know. But yeah, I got to think that when he comes back, Mercado DFA, Palacios off the bench uh, and just. Again, nice guy, but Mercado doesn't need to be muddying it up. I'd rather see Palacios out there. I know he doesn't play the defense that Mercado does, but like, come on, just better at bats, better approach, better hustle. Palacios uh, is not an outfielder. Yeah, that's part of it too. I, I don't think he's terrible. No, I mean, no, he's no, a lot no. better than Ahmed. Yeah, I fucking, mean, it's that's true. Yeah, it's below average, but it's not like a hard below average. I would say Palacios is a better outfielder than Oscar Gonzalez. Would you agree? And that's not I an would say, to Oscar I would Gonzalez. say Palacios is more athletic than Oscar Gonzalez, so it looks better. Yeah, that's that's a I, good point. I that's, think I think Oscar Gonzalez is more comfortable out there. Yeah, that's fair. I think you put that perfectly. Um, I'm Chef's kiss that you you articulated that perfectly. That's I try. Per, he does look more comfortable, but yeah, I I don't need to restate it. You put that really well. Yeah, like really well. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. I just didn't know how to find the words. So awesome. But, um, yeah, I just, come on, Palacios off the bench and fucking A. Or Ernie Clement, and that's our super utility guy. And Tito loves it. Great defense all over the diamond. And I used to be a huge Ernie guy, and I still like him, but he's, whatever. Yeah, he's like Tyler utility Freeman guy's utility guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Tyler Freeman could replace him, but one at uh, Tyler Freeman's not a utility guy, but I, I don't know. It is yeah. what it is. Well, like you heard me say at the top of the episode for Father's Day, I got my dad, me and my dad, Guardians tickets for the third against the Yankees. And you best believe I use SeatGeek because, oh boy, did I get a steal. Saw that big green dot. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, number one ticketing app on, uh, number one mobile ticketing app on uh, Apple App Store, uh, Android, iOS, uh, Google Play, everything. Um, they have... The tickets range from good prices to bad prices. You'll see a big green dot for a great price, big red dot for a poor price. You hear me say it all the time. If you uh, don't buy the big green ticket, it's just financially irresponsible. Um, Mm -hmm. They'll show you a cool picture of what the view will be like from your seat. I sent that picture to Alex when I bought these tickets for my dad. Uh, There's not a bad seat in Progressive Field, but uh, really cool tickets. Um, not only can you use them for baseball games, Stanley Cup finals, concerts, festivals, plays, any sporting event, just SeatGeek, mm, just uh, best way to buy tickets you could imagine. Yeah, code 216 baseball um, for $20, yeah, $20 off, your, off first your purchase. Yeah, come on, man. And people have been using it too. Not even lying. No cap. Check just cleared. Whoops. So no. But thanks for all the support. 
people are using it. We appreciate it. I mean, come on, save twenty bucks. What's you want to you want to play with the best? Seat Geek. It's yeah. that easy. All right, so we'll get into game one: Bieber versus Sensatella. Guardians coming to Tuesday night's game, all rested up and maybe still a little bit high after the day off on Monday. Cleveland looks to get right back to work uh, after securing their fourth consecutive series win on Sunday against the A's. Rockies play extremely well at home. Even if they're not contenders this year, it's always tough to play um, in in Colorado. And the Guardians have three against the Dodgers in in L.A. uh, for the weekend series, so important to get as many wins as possible in the Mile High City. We send our ace Shane Bieber to the bump to try and get things done. While he scuffles a little bit, he does his job. Offense picks him up, and the Guardians win this one in extras. So quick line, Cleveland, four runs on 12 hits, one error. Colorado, three runs on nine hits and one error. Some offensive highlights. Top of the third, Quan hits a leadoff single, followed by an Ahmed two-out hustle double right back up the middle. Puts runners on second and third with two outs for Jose. Jose then smokes a ball through the left side, scoring Quan and Ahmed, gives the Guardians a 2-0 lead. All I'll say is the Rockies really thought that they were going to be the exception to the rule pitching to Jose when there was a base open, and how did that work out for you? Rockies, stay uh, stay stupid. Uh, top of the sixth, Rockies find God and decide to intentionally walk Jose to lead off the inning. Jose then steals second base, his 10th of the year, but the ball gets airmailed into center field, so he goes to third on that play. Josh Naylor then pulls a single through the right side, brings Jose home, makes it 3-1 Guardians. Bottom of the seventh, Bieber gives up a two-run bomb to Charlie Blackman to tie the game at three apiece. Top of the eighth, Naylor smokes a two-out double off the center field wall, but we leave him stranded, so can't be doing that in a tie game late. Top of the ninth, Jimenez gets his first hit of the day with a leadoff single, making it count clutch time, followed by a Quan Hustle infield single on a slow chopper. This is the one Paul talked about earlier, slides headfirst into first base for it. Um, And this team is so gritty, it's crazy. Hedges then fouls out on a bunt, which is not what you want to do here. Straw strikes out looking and completes his 0 for 5 day out of the leadoff spot, so no, no bueno. And then Ahmed hits a soft comebacker to the mound to end the inning. So we wasted so many opportunities there. Uh, Top of the 10th, though, automatic runner on second. Jose decides to do it himself. Smokes a ball. Has a weird hop to the Rockies first baseman, CJ Crone, who misses it. It it just kind of didn't even eat him up. It just skipped a weird way and didn't get his glove on it. But it was a rocket. Um, So that ends up giving Jose a hustle double. And then the Guardians have a 4-3 lead. And then Classe locks it down in the bottom of the 10th as the Guardians take the game. And, uh, yeah, get off to a good start here. Two in a row after the win on Sunday against uh, the Athletics. And I just want to point out that Naylor goes 3-for-4 in this one with two doubles. Jose goes 2-for-4 with a double and three RBI. And Ahmed goes 2-for-4 with a double and two runs scored. So kind of the heavy lifters there. Key stats, seven strikeouts, two walks. 12 hits, four of them were for extra bases, so hitting the ball pretty hard there and just lots of hits in general. Three for 14 with runners in scoring position is a 214 average. So not great, even though I believe we are one of the clutchest, uh, clutchest clubs in all of baseball. And I think we are the clutchest club in baseball when it comes to hitting with two outs. So had a lot more opportunities to get it done and didn't. And then we left nine runners on base, uh, even though we had 14 total base runners. So that kind of adds up with uh, going three for 14 with runners in scoring position. 
But uh, talk to me about the defensive highlights, Paul. Yeah, so in the bottom of the seventh, Miles Straw makes a great over-the-shoulder catch in right center. Just everything he does out there, he just makes it look super easy, and I love it. And then in the bottom of the tenth, uh, Andre Jimenez kind of gets eaten up by a grounder. Kind of takes a weird hop on him, but uh, just kind of, kind of. I don't want to say the game sped up, but it just he gets eaten up by it. That's the only way to. Uh, I guess describe it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it was a tough play. And then again in the bottom of the tenth, on a ball that gets weakly hit back to Class A, uh, he flips it to Hedges, who kind of like loses it in the transfer. Blackman breaks to home, uh, back from third, and then Hedges flips it to Class A, covering the bag uh, to get the out on Blackman. It was just like a weird circus play to get the first yeah. out of the inning to class a to home and then blackman tries to go back to third and then hedges goes to throw and like just drops it in the transfer and then he picks it up and then wasn't it a shuffle pass back yeah. to class a and then yeah it was just a cluster this is not a defensive like highlight series for either team it was kind of a joke yeah and then uh this will become prevalent uh, but the guards end the game on a four-six-three double play, so just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitching analysis: all things considered, pretty solid outing from Bieber. He had a lot of foot traffic, but that's Colorado. You're going to give up hits, and you can't get too frustrated when you do. Prior to the two-run homer in the seventh, uh, you know he gave us seven innings of one run, almost seven innings of one run ball. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, butter knife in that a little bit, but I mean. It's going to happen. People are going to get hit home runs and still a quality start. Um, you know, six and two third innings, nine hits, one walk, three runs, seven strikeouts. Uh, so, again, a lot of foot traffic. But the biggest thing is he still looked like an ace out there. He kept his composure even when the hits kept falling. He kept us in the game. And at this point, his ERA is now down to 3.01 on the year. And I just wanted to point something really weird out, Paul. Uh, I don't see anybody calling him a fucking fraud anymore. It's just the weird. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I think weird. they all like forgot to renew their internet subscription. So yeah, it's really strange. Pay your bills and um, you know, make sure you know have a recovery uh, email, you know, for your your Twitter login. Yeah, because I don't see any of you guys out there anymore. I'm not gonna let anybody forget that shit. That pissed me off. Um, Eli Morgan gets the final out of the seventh for Bieber, and then gives us a score this eighth as well. Our big dick, high leverage, single mom, loving king. I just don't know what else to say about this guy. Uh, that's a mouthful. Uh, Does he love single moms or do single moms love him? Both. <laughs> more more single moms love him. Okay. But he also loves his single moms. Um yeah, he strikes out two in this, too, because he's got fuck you energy this year. And Shaw comes out for the ninth, walks one, strikes out one, pitches a scoreless inning. God help us. You know, he comes in in a one run game. And yeah, uh, but he gets the win, too. He's two and oh on the I year. I feel so. like it's 50 50 with Miles Straw. Either he comes in or Brian like, Shaw or yeah, Brian, Brian Shaw. Um he comes in and drops it off. Like doesn't drop it off, but is like serviceable. Or no, it's he just does bad. sometimes. He does. Sometimes he drops it yeah, off, and you're like, like okay. It's, every time he comes in, I get stressed. Yeah, as you should. He shouldn't be used in high leverage stuff. Um, so Classe comes out for the bottom of the tenth, looking for his twelfth save of the year. Weird inning, like I said, some of that 
defensive stuff, but he pitches a perfect 10th, gets his 12th save of the year, and it only took him to eight pitches. That's like my favorite ongoing thing is just paying attention to how few pitches it takes Classe to get through it. Yeah. And then uh, Alex's special notes, uh, High Heat Stats uh, tweeted out that Jose Ramirez now has 138 RBIs in his last 162 games. The Cleveland Guardians are putting men on and he's bringing them home. Yeah. Which that's so that's a funny way to like just to end I know you didn't have to read that part of the tweet. But. Yeah. Well, it's there. Uh, what's crazy is like when we play teams, they're like, yeah, he's that, that's his 17th RBI. I'm like, God, Jose's so good. Yeah. Jose, <laughs> holy shit. Oh my God, he's going to do it. Um, but yeah, on his 162 game pace, he's yeah. 138 RBIs. That's well, uh, 162 rolling games. Yeah, rolling, excuse me. Yeah. Right. Uh, so game two is Pilkington versus Gomber. Uh, find God with that last name. Guardians come into Wednesday night's game feeling like a million bucks after they added another extra inning win to their resume on Tuesday night. They're trying to make it three wins in a row as they sent out Connor Pilkington to try and get it done. Pilkington has a rough start, only going four and a third, but the bullpen picks him up, as do the bats. Cleveland wins their third in a row and secures their what fifth you, consecutive What's our record win. in extra inning games? Uh, I could go to baseball reference and figure it out. I, you you, you want to take a little you, crack? You start or, talking, or do you want to? Okay. I can take it, a crack. You wanna, let's, let's, let's reverse. Yeah, you take that, and I will navigate my way around uh, well, baseball reference. You got to tell the people about the quick line, and you got to hit those oh, offensive Oh, I see highlights. what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So, um, quick line is Cleveland seven runs on eleven hits, two errors. Colorado on five hits on five runs, eleven hits, one error. And rare occasion, the team with more errors won. So we should have won by more. Uh, top of the second, Owen Miller smokes a ball off the top of the left field wall, just missing a home run. Uh, just absolutely smoked it with two outs. Uh, Mercado slaps a single to right field, bringing Miller home from third, and the Guardians take a 1-0 lead in the second. Top of the third, Ahmed smokes his first home run of the year to center field to tie the game back up at two. Uh, and then in the fifth, Ahmed and Jose hit back-to-back singles, then put a uh, then they put on a double steal, a throw down to third, goes into left field, allowing Ahmed to score, and Jose to get the third. Uh, the Guardians now trail four to three, still in the top of the fifth. Oscar Gonzalez walks to put a runner on the corners with one out. Uh, our sack fly king, Owen Miller, mwah, all he does is hit doubles and sack flies. Uh, then brings Jose home, try, tying the game up at four apiece. Uh, then with two outs, Naylor smokes a ball uh, that bounces off the center field wall about halfway up, allowing Oscar Gonzalez to go first to home, uh, give us a 5-4 lead because he's got them long-ass legs, boy. Uh, top of the sixth, uh, Guardians play small ball with a walk. Fielder's choice, Jose singles that allows Ahmed to go first to third. And then Ahmed scores on a wild pitch by Rockies pitcher Chad Smith to make it 6-4 Cleveland. And then top of the ninth, Ahmed smokes a uh, fly ball to the right field corner. that go uh, And then hits a triple. Hits a fly ball into right field for a triple. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez then slaps a one-out single to right field to score Ahmed. Uh, that makes it 7-5 Guardians, which is how it stays. Ahmed goes 3-4 for four in this game with a single, triple, and home run, double away from the cycle. Uh, he also stole his sixth bag of the year. Jose goes 4-5 for five with three singles and a double uh, and stole his 11th bag of the year. Straw goes 0-5 yet again. Uh, is now 0-10 with a 2-12 average out of the lead- leadoff spot. Not great. 
All right, I got my stuff. You also know it's okay to take breaths and like use punctuation and the cadence of your speech, right? You're just yeah, like, I, I just, Ahmed and Jose hit Benjamin singles and pulled up. <laughs> I put, I put commas in there. That's how I'm trying to get to the exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, extra innings, five and two. Five and two? We've scored five and two. Scored 31 runs and given up 26 against. I figured That's 714 I, win like, percentage, I just, bitches. I was like, I feel like we win most of the games we go to extra innings in. We're 10 and eight in one run games. Blowouts of five plus runs in either direction were eight and five, eight and seven in interleague play. And yeah, so all those were uh, above so key, 500. Yeah, key stats seven strikeouts, three walks. Can't complain too much there. 11 hits, six extra base hits. That, that'll that do it. That'll do, Donkey. That'll mm. do. That's over that'll 50% play. for, yeah, that'll, that'll. Ooh, got me heated. One and nine, one for nine with runners in scoring position. That's a one eleven average. That's that ain't it. And we left seven on base. Uh, we had fourteen total base runners. Not not awful, honestly. I mean, converting fifty percent, but yeah. it could have been an onslaught. One for nine with runners in scoring position. Do you want to do the defensive highlights since I did your job? Yeah, sure. So defensive highlights, bottom of the third, Pilkington spikes a ball in the dirt. It gets past Mainly, and he should have gotten this one. I mean, Hedges stops this one, um, and it gets to the backstop, lets a run in. So um, Hedges supremacy. Still the bottom of the third, Mercado, routine fly ball, gives up a run. Fucking A. It, It was the textbook, Mercado just packs it in like he's just oh yeah whatever and just shuts his brain off and hits the heel of his glove on a play that you should catch 100 out of 100 times so not i don't want him on my team uh not because of that for a lot of reasons bottom of the seven steven kwan honestly probably play of the year uh on a ball hit to the warning track and left he's shading towards his left full out sprint you know slow-mo you see him just kick off with his like back foot at the very last second to propel barely gets it into his glove i mean five star catch i don't know what the catch probability was it's got to be like 10 percent less than 10 was it 10 i would have guessed even less yeah. man that shit was nuts uh hedges comes out and he's clapping and yelling and woo and all that and Quandus is awkward, like, ah, Mom, look at my homework, like, run. And I just, he's such an awkward guy, and I love him. And then Guardians end this one on a 1 6 3 double play. So, that bunch, so what is that? Pitcher to, uh, pitcher to second, to shortstop covering second, right back to first. Yeah. Cause, yeah, he shaded over. I was just trying to picture the play. Yep. Uh, I'll take pitching analysis. Um, Pilkington. Another tough outing as he struggles with command and putting away hitters. He goes four and a third of one run, a four run ball, excuse me. Two of them are earned. Six hits, one walk given up, strikes out three. He made 69 pitches. Nice. Only 56 of them were for strikes. Uh, he did all right in the first inning, gives up a single, but then he gives up a leadoff double in the second, followed by two more singles later in the inning. So two runs come in in the second. And then he makes a terrible play that I'm surprised you didn't bring up, Paul, that he decides to make a throw to first on a ball that he should have just held and like falling away, throwing kind of double clutches and this hold on to the fucking ball. Uh, instead, he throws it now away. That you say and it, allows- I remember watching it when I watched this game, but it wasn't in the highlights. Yeah, um, it wasn't because I watched the same highlights. What? It was in there. It was in the highlights. I promise. I, oh, I don't it. remember it then. 
That's all right. Uh, well, this is a good episode. We're just winning like mofo, yeah. so that's fine. Uh, it allows the second run to score in the inning and just bad play. And then he comes back out for the third and ends up throwing a wild pitch. I'm just trying to highlight over this. Wild pitch uh, ends, uh, later in the inning allows a third Rockies run to score. And then Mercado drops that routine fly ball, so that allows the fourth run. Gets through the fourth with a 1-2-3 inning and then ends up getting pulled in the fifth for De Los Santos. He goes an inning and a third of scoreless relief, giving up two hits. Nick Sandlin comes out, God help us, uh, gets out of the sixth, then gives up a leadoff double and a two-out single. So now that's one more run against us. Nick Sandlin just continues to struggle. Trevor Steffen comes out. They had a bunch of people just come in for the final out of stuff, yeah. so it's weird trying to like highlight it but talk about it, but... Basically, Stefan gets his ass uh, gets his ass saved by Quan's catch of the year, and he only ends up getting one out in this one, um, and because Tito doesn't bring him back out for the eighth, Shaw does in a one run game. God help us! Back to back days, perfect inning of relief, second win of the series, his third of the year. This man won games back to back, like back to back. He got a relief yep. win, which baseball man. And then Classe comes out for the ninth, 13th save of the year. Of course, he converts. One hit, gets a double play ball like we talked about. Second night in a row in the game on a double play. Shh, only took him nine. Man, you ruined it. Uh, that's, no, I didn't. I was saving to say that it was the second night in a row. I was going to just bring it all back together next game. Oh, uh, sorry. It only took him nine pitches on Wednesday night because no, Classe. I'm sorry. Well, do do it, I don't put Alex's special notes. It just says special well, notes. Do you call them Alex specials notes? Alex's special notes. I did it one time. I know, before. but now we're just I'm making just, fun of you. I'm for just it. quirky. Uh, so Alex's quirky. special notes. High Heat Stats tweeted out that Jose Ramirez has another three hit game and is in the 78th of his career. The only Cleveland Guardian in the last 50 years. Oh, Cleveland baseball player will say in the last 50 years with three more or with more three-hit games in their first 1,038 career games is Kenny Lofton, Carlos Barrega, Michael Brantley, Albert Bell, and Manny Ramirez. Yep, that's a pretty good list to be on. Yep. <laughs> and um, this next one's nuts. Yeah, and then uh, Jose passed Jim Tomey for most doubles in club history. Uh, Jim Tomey had 263. Uh, Jose hit his 264th to go ahead and take the 11th spot and pretty yeah, good person rare, rare. to take over. Like Jim Tomey could hit the fuck out of the ball. True. Um, so yeah, we win two in a row, baby. Let's go. Let's go. So game, game three prior to the game, Ryan Lewis, uh, tweeted out. Uh, Guardians have recalled reliever Anthony Castro, option to Connor Pilkington to AAA. Already talked about that at the top of the show and whatever you want to call hot topic. Paul and Alex fuck around and just talk ball. Um, sorry about it. Not. Uh, so T-Mac versus Cool. Spelled K-U-H-L. Guardians coming to Thursday afternoon's game all fired up. We've won three in a row. They're now four games above 500. What a time to be alive. Look at us. Yours versus who, me and mine. Who would have thought? Yeah, kind of me, but not. Yeah, me like it, Let's go. To be honest, so they think this was how the year was going to go. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot of pain and misery. 
And, and there's been parts of that, but the team is just clicking yeah. and people have broken out and done what they're supposed to. And it's exciting. So they look for the sweep against the Rockies, uh, send a team act to the bump, try and get it done. Wouldn't you know, he shoves per usual whoops. And the guardians complete the sweep to extend their win streak to four in a row. Quick line. Cleveland, four runs on eight hits, no errors. Paul, don't get too comfortable. You're leaning back in your chair. Colorado, two runs on 11 hits. How many errors, Paul? Oh, shit. I'm assuming two. There's two. Two errors. Two. If, you des- if you commit two errors, you deserve to fucking lose. <laughs> I had I had okay, the notes you- scrolled down because I was waiting. I was like, oh. I'm For your part? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll sit back, relax a little bit. Let Alex talk. That's what this podcast does. Keeps you on your fucking toes. <laughs> Guess what? Next week, we're going to be a hockey podcast. <laughs> offensive highlights. Uh, top of the, maybe we'll start with the defensive highlights. Maybe we'll go to our special notes. You don't know us. Yeah, you can't. See, maybe we'll start with the who's hot, who's not list. You don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. What the fuck are you going to do about it? You'll be here next yeah. week. That's what I thought. So listen to my offensive. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's going to sound awesome. No. Uh, so he spit at you guys on his mic. So cancel Paul. Uh, no, we're kidding. We love you. You guys like We're just it. having fun. Dirty, this- dirty girls. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, that was funny. Now we're just having some fun. So offensive highlights, top of the second. Jimenez slaps a single up the middle for a one-out single. Uh, Owen Miller then follows it up with a ground rule double down the right field line. Just barely stays fair, but that's how daddy likes him. Hops into the right field corner seats. Little, uh, little uh, souvenir there. Palacios then gets an RBI ground out to second. Small ball. Just find a way to get him in. Bat on ball. Produce runs. 1-0 Guardians early. Two outs. Hedges. Single to left field. Smokes it. Brings home Miller. Makes it 2-0 Cleveland. Sorry about that. Then Quan reaches on a fielding error in left field that allows Hedges to go first to third because that's not happening in any other scenario. And Ahmed capitalizes on it by slapping an RBI single through the left side. 3-0 3-0 Guardians, so making them pay for defensive miscues. Top of the fifth, Jose leads off the inning, strikes out on a ball that hits his back ankle. Uh, it twisted him around so much he fell down, and just a rare day. Jose strikes out not once, but twice in one day. Folks, you could probably mark this as maybe one of two times, maybe three all season that probably That was happens. the first time it happened all season. Yeah, it's just crazy. And I think we got a little Alex special note in there about this, but just wanted to throw that out there. Top of the seventh, Quan leads off the inning with a single and then gets to third base on an errant pickoff throw that skips into right field. It was literally just a like walk him back kind of throw. It wasn't like a, ah, I'm going to get you. It was just a like, get the fuck back. And the guy literally just like, Whoa, and just like almost throws it. Oh, in yeah. So what happened with this is they were doing it to this kid all game, right? So like, they would lead off from first, and when they would look over, they would like fake like they were taking off, yeah, like crabs, yeah. just like ah, just running left and, to right, uh, baby. So the uh, Kwan got him to throw over, but the dude just air mails it, and it was bad. And like even the because uh, I, I was when I was watching, I was listening to the actual TV broadcast, and they're like, "Watch, he's gonna do this, and then they're gonna get him to throw over." And one of these times, he's gonna throw it away. The next play, he throws it away, and uh, Rick Manning's like, "I fucking told you." I know <laughs> the one time that Rick Manning, yeah, that guy's some. I don't hate him, but he's something. Um, but yeah, it was just a crazy play. So he goes uh, first to third on that, and uh, 
it was just terrible. Just a blooper reel. Yeah. And then Ahmed capitalizes, sack fly, 4-1 Guardians, baby, just small ball. So in this one, Ahmed stays red hot, extends his hitting streak to 10 games, steals his seventh bag of the year. Owen Miller getting it going a little bit, two for four day. And again, we got to get him hot again, get him right. Key stats, nine strikeouts, two walks. Strikeouts creeping up a little bit in uh, in in on the road trip a little bit, but that's all right. Eight hits, three extra dubs base hits. So it hitting doesn't the ball. matter at the end of the day. A win's a win. True. Two for 10 with runners in scoring position, 200 average, um, not great. And we left six on base, and we had, what, uh, 10 total base runners? So not incredible, but it is what it yeah. is. Defensive highlights. Uh, in the bottom of the fifth, Stephen Kwan misreads a ball in right center on the track and uh, gives up a triple. It would have been a tough play, but he was there and then tried to jump and re- redirect, and it was just – it looked sloppy. It just kept carrying on Yeah. Him. It, he didn't miss it. It just kept carrying on That's him. That's why I said like, misreads. Oh. Yeah. It, it just wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't a terrible play, but, like, Miles Straw catches that a yeah. hundred times. Uh, and then uh, we end the game on a 5-4-3 double play this time. Third straight game where Class A ends it on a double play, so – See, I didn't ruin it. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up to say it was. I didn't want to bring up the second one. That's why I didn't say in there the second time. But whatever. But somebody, Mister, look, little Mister Thing, needs some attention. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, so I'm just gonna go fucking fuck myself over here. <laughs> High quality content. Uh, pitching analysis. T Mac makes it back to back solid outings after he struggled for a few starts in a row. There, uh, six innings, one run ball. Gives up seven hits, walks one, strikes out six. He was in control for this one. 67% strikes. Didn't allow a home run at Coors, which is huge. Like, that's a big deal in Mm -hmm. general. But for T-Mac, who's had trouble with that, at Coors where the ball just flies, that's a big deal. I think that was his first game in Colorado, too. Yeah, it probably is. Um, a lot of these young guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we rotate through until next year. Don't forget, I think it's next year that we start the like open schedule where we play every team, yeah. which I fucking love. Hockey um, does that. I think, it's, I think it's gonna be a lot more balanced. I think it's gonna bring a lot more awareness to different teams and you know, less just division. Yeah, I mean, smaller market and, teams will benefit from it because they get to play, everyone gets to play everyone, but. I don't know. Well, it's going to just make it more competitive. Yeah, more competitive I, I kind of like where it's at now, though. Like, you just have one. You get more series against one division. But, yeah, but I'm, I'm indifferent. After a while. I'm indifferent either way. Games. Like, cool. Uh, either way, I like. You know what I mean? I think it'll just keep it fresh. We'll see more players, more people, more exposure, more people that just follow their team, yeah. you know, will get ac- you know access to better players. If you're trying to see every team like I would like to, and I always forget who I have and haven't seen, but I've seen damn near every team before you had to wait every couple, you know, for it to rotate through and then yeah. hope they, you know, you, so uh, it, it helps with that. I, I like it. I think it's going to bring a lot of good to the game. It's really going to balance it. And I think it'll make teams be more competitive or whatever, because you can't hide in the AL central. Like you can't hide in, you know, the, the, you know, just playing however many games, right. Against like lower tier yeah. teams and just eaten. Like you're going to get exposed because you're going to play all the NL West, like all of the NL East. So all let's the, see the Braves, East. let's see the Mets. Yeah, all the AL. Well, yeah, we already make our way through that. Yeah, but, but the AL East is... 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, the NL East is no joke, dog. Yeah. The Mets, the Braves, the Phillies. But um, you know, the Yankees, Boston, Tampa, Toronto. Where is he Boston later this week? Uh, hey, this and then Baltimore. Baltimore, kind of sneaky. Yeah, I love what they're doing. Finally seeing a little success. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so yeah, he was in control. And like we said with Bieber's start, you're going to give up hits at core, so you got to stay patient and composed. That's exactly what he did. Happy to see him earn his fourth win of the year, drop his ERA to 296. 296. Yeah. Yeah. Big dick energy. Tito thinks it's a great idea to pitch Brian Shaw three days in a row at Coors Field of all places where he left us to go to and sucked ass. So, you know, makes complete sense. Uh, and it finally bites him in the ass. Shaw gives up one run on two hits and a walk. Doesn't get anybody out. Gets bailed out by Eli Morgan, who limits the bases loaded nobody out jam that he inherited to one run on a sack fly. And then he stays out for the eighth, gives us two innings total of perfect relief with one strikeout. Jesus Christ. And then Classe comes out for the third day in a row, try and get saved number 14, gets into a little trouble, but he gives up two, you know, giving up two hits, but he doesn't allow any damage, ends the game on a double play for the third day in a row, like Paul said. This one took him 10 pitches. So, and then uh, Alex's special notes in this one uh, Jose had an extra base hit, has an extra base hit in eight straight games, uh, and it took until, what was this? This was when? Thursday? Wednesday? Thursday. There's, so Thursday. it took until Thursday, game 59 of the year, for Jose to strike out multiple times in the same game. Meanwhile, there are 17 players who have struck out multiple times in 20-plus games this season. There are 161 players who have struck out multiple times in 10-plus games this season. Jose's so good at Holy baseball. Holy shit. <laughs> and listen, the good times and the bad. Early in the season, bad. Now, good. But we talk about it all the time. Mental health, always important, regardless of good or bad. My life's awesome. Everything's great. I see a therapist. Going to see Dr. Roth on Thursday. Shout out to D. Roth. Whoops. Um, but regardless, you it's know, also Dr. Mental- DR is already like abbreviation. Like, I know. You don't I have just to abbreviate say- the abbreviation. I just like the way D. Roth sounded. <laughs> uh, call him Droth. Technically, Dr. Roth. Anyway, I don't know. Just something I'm throwing around. But it is also Men's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, men disproportionately kill themselves at, or commit suicide, excuse me, at an crazy, crazy high, you know, rate uh, disproportionate uh, to, to women. And, hey, there's mental health health, plain and simple. So I'll stop talking about it. Let Paul tell you about it. And then we'll be back. So sit tight. This episode is sponsored to you by BetterHelp. Have you guys been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, going through a tough spot in a relationship, or you're just feeling down and want to talk to somebody. Well, the good news is that BetterHelp wants to help you today. You've heard Alex and myself preach on this show over and over again the importance of mental health, not only with professional athletes, but with you guys and ourselves. A couple years ago, I was going through a tough time in a relationship on top of being in the military, being away from family, and some other things. And I actually reached out to BetterHelp, and they took great care of me, you guys. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to help you. There are over 20,000 therapists that are in BetterHelp's network. So if maybe you don't fit right with one, then you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Signing up is so easy. You just fill out a questionnaire to access your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I promise you guys, it is that quick. 
Then you schedule a secure video or phone session at your convenience in the comfort of your own home. Plus, you get unlimited messages with your therapist. Join the more than 2 million people that have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Look, you knew we weren't going to leave you guys high and dry. BetterHelp was kind enough to give our listeners 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash 216baseball. Again, that is betterhelp.com, the numbers 216baseball. Thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Guys, seriously, go take charge of your own mental health. Shout out to Paul, laying it out there. Couldn't make it any easier. Absolute professional. Uh, we actually just saw that somebody else signed up for BetterHelp under our thing a couple days ago. So glad to hear that, you know, uh, getting help or just keeping stuff sharp yeah. and tuning everything up. And and guys, seriously, Paul and I have both been in therapy. I continue to go. I don't know if Paul is. That's none of my business, yep. but I do. I, and, not not right now. I am not. Yeah, But you would better help. Yeah. If, like I said, you probably you heard me talk about it in my uh, ad read. Amazing aside. I've... Uh, I that I used BetterHelp before. I uh, when I was in therapy, I was using BetterHelp. Um, yeah. So uh, their their services are amazing. Uh, like really, you can do everything from the comfort of your own home over Zoom or just a phone call if you don't want to be face to face. It's super easy and very helpful. Yeah. So you can even just help text if them if you want. Yeah, like come on, everybody needs somebody. So game one, uh, Plesak versus Kershaw. Guardians coming to Friday night's game feeling like a million bucks. We swept the Rockies, extend their winning streak to four games. Our series winning streak is up to five. And while they played some lesser teams of late, they got their work cut out for them over the weekend. They faced the big bad Dodgers on their home turf. Not going to be easy. And it's definitely going to let us see what they're made of. Cleveland doesn't have the most favorable of matchups on Friday with Plesak being asked to duel with Kershaw, but the fuck boy loves the Cali vibes as Plesak, Plesak stays the luckiest tool in the whole wide world. The bullpen remains At elite. what point are you going to start just saying like, no, nah, he's pitching? Yeah, he is, but we'll get there. No, bullpen well, well, remains well, you elite. said he's the luck. The, he is. Look, I, I can up the bi- he pitches can- six innings of five hits, one run ball against the Dodgers. That's nuts. If you go, it is nuts. And it's great. If you look at the baseball savant stuff, though, at all the exit velocities, pure red, just pure red defense, picking him up. Lucky as hell, batting average balls in play. His BABIP of like expected batting average on all this shit were just rockets that he gives up. It was amazing that he didn't give up more. I'm going to give him credit that that, that, he didn't. Is it amazing that he did? He didn't. No, no, no. It's it's amazing. Like Zach Plesac pitched against debatably one of the best teams in baseball. Correct. Right? Granted, they didn't have Mookie Betts, but pitched against one of the best teams in baseball, one of the best offenses in baseball, six innings, five hits, one earned run. Yeah. And that one earned run was a solo shot. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I'm glad. But at what point that that's like four games in a row where he's pitched like six innings and given up one two runs? Yeah, he's the luckiest person in the world. At what I point mean, is this he one, just like pitching well? He is pitching well, but again, the rockets and stuff that weren't finding grass. Okay, it, it goes the same way. Like when pit, when hitters struggle, and then we're like, oh, you just keep hitting the ball; it'll find grass. Sometimes you just get lucky, and you. But I hey, he's pitching well. He's still, and I put it in there, and. 
is multiple in a row, but this one was prem primo, excuse me, like Zach Plesak luck. Like just a page of red exit velocities of like five hundred plus expected hey, batting average. You, pitchers don't need to strike people out. They just need to let people hit the ball. Yeah, you know who does that really well? Cal Quantrill and his results breed much more consistency. Although it didn't work out for him. I was about to say, uh, yeah, but that, yeah. okay, now we're going one game. But anyway, uh, Andres Jimenez also continues to be one of the most clutch hitters in baseball. We steal game one, and anything is possible. Quick line Cleveland, two runs on six hits, two errors. Ooh. Dodgers, one run, eight hits, no errors. We deserve to lose, but we didn't because Cleveland, baby. Offensive highlights, top of the first. Ahmed Rosario smokes a ball down the left Defense field line for him a, up oh. with two errors. Look at my balls. Uh, Ahmed Rosario smokes a ball down the left field line for a one out double. Oscar Gonzalez draws a two out walk, but the Guardians can't capitalize. Bottom of the second, Plesak, meatball right over the plate. Bellinger sends it to the moon, gives Dodgers a one nothing lead. Top of the fourth, Jose leads off the inning with an infield single that he hit to third base. Justin Turner was playing back pretty deep, um, but just beat it out because he's our thick, quick king. Oscar Gonzalez then rockets a single to right field. Jose goes first to third because he's Jose. And then Naylor sack fly to left field, tied up at one apiece. Small ball them to death. Death by a thousand cuts with this team. Top of the tenth, automatic runner on second. Jimenez leads off the inning with an infield single that he smokes to third base. Justin Turner was playing up uh, to potentially defend a sack bunt, and he just kind of beats it down, and Jimenez is fast, so he beats it. Runners on first and third, nobody out. Richie Palacio sack fly, 2-1 Guardians, and then they close it out in the ninth. Fifth win in a row as they steal game one from the Dodgers. Um, and some just one quick thing. The only player with more than one hit in this was Jimenez. Ahmed had the only extra base hit with a double in the first inning. Josh Naylor straight up stole his first bag <laughs> of the year in this one. Like there wasn't like a someone caught napping, like a ball gets away, but it's not a wild pitch or a pass. Like he just straight up steals a bag, which. Okay, I love it. Uh, and then just a quiet, quiet game from the bats, including Straw, who finally reached base with a walk, but he is now up to a 16 hitless streak. He's 0 for his last 16. Yeah. So we struck out eight times, walked three. Not bad. Six hits, one extra base hit. Not great. One for six with runners in scoring position. That's a 167 average. Left seven on base with only nine base runners. So not pretty, but we'll take the, uh, we'll take the, Final result. Sorry, I was reading the disrespect to Zach Plesak you wrote down there. Uh, defensive highlights, bottom of the second. Jimenez levitates to catch a line drive to steal a hit away from Eddie Alvarez. This He jumped. Literally, I think he like levitated in the air for a second. Reaches up, barely catches it. Great play. Uh, bottom of the third, Oscar Gonzalez drops a ball, hit to the warning track to uh, give Trey Turner a double. And then in the bottom of the ninth, Luke Maley airmails a throw into center field to throw out a runner stealing. Luckily, Miles Straw is there to back up the throw, uh, so runners don't advance. Um, he doesn't have the best arm. Like I, I feel like he airmails throws down to second a decent bit, and I think he just tries. He rushes his delivery, and then like 
releases the ball too early and causes it to sail a little bit. And I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, and then bottom of the ninth, Oscar Gonzalez uh, drops a routine fly ball and right. The game kind of sped up on him a little bit uh, and he tried to make a throw on it before he actually caught it. So it's going to happen to rookies, but just sucks that it happened to him at this point. Sometimes it just do be like that a little yeah. bit, you know? And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, both errors happened after Plesak left the game. So look <laughs> my nuts. Uh, so Plesak, I, I said, yeah, uh, that he better have left Dodger Stadium and went right to the went right to the first casino he could find because this man could not be luckier. Uh, they were smoking balls. We talked about it. Uh, and but I said, with that being said, grace of God, six innings of one run ball, five hits, two walks. Is it grace of God, or did he just throw well? Solid ass outing, but he was getting smoked, so it's still he scary. Goes six innings after the bullpen had to take on so much hey, work. I I love it. I love the result. So He's our number five for this man. All over He's our number Guardians Twitter. Just the blatant disrespect for Zach Plesac. He's a fucking gamer. He is a gamer. He came against the Dodgers in L.A., six innings, five hits. I love it. One run ball. That's awesome. But the eye test is he was getting smoked. Luckily, nothing really came of it. And I love that, but still scary. Um, So we don't have Morgan, Shaw, or Classe in this one because they were all overused in the Rocky series. So they're all unavailable. So this is an interesting game. So Henches comes on for the seventh, 1-1 game, gives up two hits, but works out of it, strikes out one. Then here comes Trevor Steffen for the eighth. He stays on for the first out of the ninth, too. He actually gives us one in the third innings of scoreless ball, gives up one hit, strikes out one. That's great to see. Then Anthony Goes comes in, makes a rare appearance, two outs. With two outs, excuse me, needed in the ninth still. And I got to give it to him, like we said earlier in the episode, like he stepped the fuck up. He inherited runners on first and third with one out. He gets a strikeout and a flyout to end the inning. He comes back out for the 10th for the lefty-lefty matchup against Freeman and strikes him out. Big dick energy. I tweeted out like, hey, I'm glad he did this, but he's a a thrower, not a pitcher. And then, I don't know, he kind of dropped it off a little bit. So I just thought about deleting it, and I'm like, nah, I still feel that way. But, hey, people stepped up. And then De Los Santos given the save opportunity with a runner on second and uh, with a runner on second and one out in the tenth, he gets a ground out, walks Max Muncy, and then strikes out Justin Turner to end the game. Gets his first save of the year. And shout out to the B and C squad coming out and locking it the fuck yeah, down. No. Step to like two in the morning to watch this game. I told Taylor early, I was like, if I watch like a couple innings, I'm just going to bed. And then everybody kind of went to bed, and then I was like. Uh, like when you eat dinner a little too early, so you start snacking and then the guardians start like, Oh shit, it's one, one. We're in the seventh. Oh, we'll blow it. Oh my God. It's the eighth. It's the ninth. And then I'm like, I'm invested. I'm watching this. Thing. Yeah. So. You were like, Oh wow. I watched Zach Plusak drop it off for six innings. So now I'm invested. Uh, and then Alex here's your special, special notes. Yeah. Mandy bell tweeted out that the guardians have won 14 of their last 17 games. And uh, Paul's special notes, uh, Alex is a dickhead and disrespects Zach Plesak, So <laughs> That was not in the notes. That's off script. Please, everybody, <laughs> ignore that. It's like striking it from the court record. All right, so game two, Mandy Bell. This is, i not going to lie, sat on the ledge of a bridge for a few minutes. <laughs> Jose Ramirez is out of Cleveland's lineup with thumb soreness. Tito said Ramirez jammed his right thumb while swinging about 10 days ago and then 
did it again in Colorado. He's off today, uh, meaning Saturday. He'll be checked again tomorrow, meaning Sunday, and then obviously off today on Monday, and they're hoping he'll be good to go for the Twin Series. It's kind of what Paul talked about. Yeah, it sucks. You run out your like C-tier lineup without him, and especially in this game, but get him right for the push that matters. You know, you kind of are happy as hell you steal a game from the Dodgers, so and take that. We need to talk about something as right. a community. We're, we're getting real long, so we might have to keep this tight. Yeah, right. Well, this is an exciting episode, so it deserves to be long. People need to stop being so knee-jerk when it comes to these lineups. Okay. Players, it's a marathon, 162 games. People can't play every day. People need rests. People need breaks. If Tito decides to give someone a break, there's probably a good reason for it. So if you don't see someone in the lineup, hey, someone just needs some rest. It's not the end of the world. We took one game against LA, which is what we wanted. Give people some rest. You have, You have... 11 games in 10 days coming up. People yeah. need to rest before that. I think what's tough is we're burnt with like in a vacuum. That's perfect. But when he does all the like matchup platoon bullshit with like our everyday players that should play every day that he sits for like Mercado and other. I'm going to tell you this wanna... right now. Tito knows more baseball than you do. No, he does. Absolutely. So I trust but him. him but him, but that's stupid because him sitting, Andres Jimenez needs to play every fucking day, period. Lefty, righty, three arms, I don't give a shit. Like, he should play every day. Tito is wrong in that sense. I know more than Tito does in him doing that bullshit. All the stats show it. Andres Jimenez is our second best hitter on the team. He should play every okay. day. Uh, yeah, about, but- about everything else, 100%. 100% he knows more. I'm, I'm going to say this out right of now. Pocket. At this point, 14 of the last 17, what they're doing is working. It is, but process over results at times. And he started to play him more every day, even against lefties in this week. He finally stopped the bullshit, but it was crazy that he would sit him and sit Quan and stuff because, oh, lefty, lefty. Like, we're not the Rays. We don't have guys that have like 900 OPSs yeah, uh, against lefties. Out, right? I'm not talking about just you. I'm talking about everyone. Because as, as, as soon as a lineup was sent out, Twitter was nuts. Like, hey, give it a fucking break. It's okay. People, like, look, we're hot right now. People still need to take a break. People, you, like, imagine if someone's like, hey, I need you to go out and literally throw your body on the line 162 days out of the year, sometimes twice a day. Like, you're gonna, your your body's gonna need, be- your body's gonna get beat up. Yeah, absolutely. Like people I, need breaks, yeah. and like this, it comes into the aspect of like athletes are human beings. They need they need rest. You can't expect them to play every day and their bodies be fine. People need breaks. Everyone needs breaks. Mike Trout gets breaks. Like it's not Santa Claus doesn't give breaks. But Have like, you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, shit, the rundown? Such a good movie. <laughs> but Anybody like, that gets that reference, tweet at me, please. People need to realize, like, it's okay for people not to play every day. It's fine. It, it It's okay. It's not the end of the world. You're not wrong. You're absolutely right. It's just, like, our... 
when you take Jose and Naylor out of a lineup, it looks so bad. Like the when you slot in like Ernie and Mercado, Jose it's like hurt. fuck. Like he at this point is hurt. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, Josh Naylor is coming off of one of the most gruesome injuries you'll see in sports. Rehabbed faster than everyone thought he was uh, that everyone thought he was going to. Came back quicker than people thought he was going to. And you can tell it's still not 100%. Oh, yeah. He's like he on needs, half a leg. He needs breaks. He needs more breaks than we're giving him. You People yeah. need to realize these are human beings. They're not – granted, I don't want to say they're superhuman. Because they're more athletic than anyone watching this. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, they're the top and 1% of 1% of baseball players. They're still humans. Their bodies still yeah. take a beating. They need breaks. Yeah, People You're need to wrong. realize that. You're you're right. I think that's a good reminder, even to myself. I think it's just the stark contrast again in the quality of the lineup and the way that Tito's played games. At least for me, I'm just saying, like from my standpoint, because yeah, I mean, Jose needs breaks, Naylor needs a break, absolutely. But it sucks when you see him, and it's like, man, those lineups suck sometimes. But it's what we have. Yeah, it, nobody's doing anything wrong. Just but from, like people are you know coming I mean? at Tito's throat, like, oh, you don't have Jose or Josh Naylor in this lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Tito's losing his mind. No. Tito is Tito's biggest asset is his way to look at a season of 162 games, not a week. Yeah. And like it's true. he sees big picture stuff way more than any of us do. And that's what Tito's the the greatest at. That's where he shines. It's he's not only trying to win this week he's trying to win in september yeah and he sees that and that's what he's planning for yeah i think yeah i think you're right about overreactions and stuff like that but i think people being upset with the quality of the lineup versus like the decisions of why are two different things but i get it there's a lot of knee jerk and a lot of but you're still right about everything you're saying it it still gets to be a lot a a bit much, so I all setting to, us all straight. I just had to get that off my chest. So Quantrill versus uh, Urias Guardians coming to Saturday's game. Honestly, feeling like the baddest motherfuckers on the planet, and why not? They've won five in a row, including an extra innings two one win against the Dodgers on the road the night before. Let that sink in. Guardians send Big Daddy Dick Cal Quantrill to the bump, try and make it six in a row and secure their six consecutive series in a row. But the baseball gods only get cheated so many times. Dodgers do what they're supposed to do. They crush Cal. Pitching embarrasses us. And the win streak ends at five. Quick line, Cleveland, or excuse me, Dodgers, seven runs, 11 hits, one error. Cleveland, one run, two hits, two errors. Q Paul. If you commit two errors, you deserve to fucking lose. Offensive highlights. I'm going to be honest with you. I only watched the first half of this game because I had a killer headache. And honestly, I'd better things to do than watch the Guardians get two hit by the Dodgers on a gorgeous Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're here for good vibes only this episode. And so we don't really talk about this game. All you need to know is we got two hits. We only walked twice. And that's bad. We struck out nine times. We went 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position and left all four base runners stranded technically because we only scored on an error. Jose was out again because of the right thumb soreness and we felt his absence. Only Ahmed and Oscar G got a hit. Straw extended his hitless streak to 20. Hitless streak. And we committed two errors. So again, we deserve to fucking lose. 
So defensive highlights. Yeah, the only thing I have is in the bottom of the seventh, Nick Sandlin knocks down a ball that was hit back to him, and then he hurries up uh, a throw and then yanks it to the left and just throws it away. It was not a great play. Just hurried everything up. It was ugly to watch. And then pitching analysis, I'll skim over this more than what I have here. Just a tough outing for Cal. Five innings, a five-run ball on ten hits, one walk, and struck out four. He was striking out everyone to start the game, um, but that ended quickly. And, you know, gave up five basically runs in ten yeah, hits. second and third. Which is, uh, I want to say double the amount that, yeah, double the amount of hits that Zach Plesak gave up to the same lineup. That is fair. Second and third inning were the worst part of it, but in the fourth, um, he gives up a double to Freeman, but then gets through it. And then same in the fifth, gives up a single, but then nothing comes of it. And then he doesn't go any further. And it's going to happen sometimes. I'm confident he'll bounce back. I saw his road home splits. Pretty, pretty, pretty different. Uh, for, hey, I didn't say, Plesak didn't have a bad game. So I, you cannot tell me you think that Zach Plesak is better than Cal Quantrill. If you do, I got to find a new co-host. Like, Cal I don't Quantrill's think he's more better, but I think, I think you're a harder on Zach Plesak than you are anyone else on this team. This you is like you, literally no one, Cal nobody, Quantrill's first. No, I'm, I'm not saying... That it's not this, right? It, it's just in general, the amount of disrespect Zach Plesak gets is unbelievable. He's got a four four one ERA. What two months into the season? Yeah, I, he's our number five. I've come to terms with it. It's just it is what it is. Are we going to talk about Cal um, Quantrill's three seven seven then? Yeah, because he got blown up a little bit, but it's better than four four one. He'll bounce back, but no, his road home splits are pretty. He's nine and zero at home. I saw on the broadcast, pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, he's got like a four four ish ERA on the road or something, and he's got touched up. Um, Anthony Castro gets his first appearance since being recalled earlier in the week. He walked in a run, so that tells you how that went. Goes comes in, uh, strikes out Ballinger, gets out of the sixth, um, comes out for the seventh, and then he gets pulled for Nick Sandlin and talked about he has an error. And then Henches luckily puts us out of our misery with a really quick, clean ninth. So goes two appearances in this one, hanging in there. Uh, game three, let's wrap this up. Jose Ramirez, uh, sorry, prior to the game, Mandy Bell. Jose Ramirez underwent a precautionary MRI on his right thumb this morning. Guardians haven't received the results yet. Um, I'm going to throw up. I'm still waiting for these. So Bieber versus Heaney. Guardians come into Sunday afternoon's game not feeling too hot after they got their asses eaten on Sunday afternoon. And it felt like reality was kind of starting to settle in after such a hot streak. Jose sits again, like we already said, but it doesn't make us feel any more confident. And what does make us confident is that our fucking ace Shane Bieber takes the bump in the rubber match to try and make it six consecutive series wins in a row against the Dodgers nonetheless. Bieber loves dads, apparently, because he gives all Cleveland fans a great Father's Day present, shoves, bats through their part with some late-inning magic, and the Cleveland Guardians win Game 3 and steal the series from the Dodgers on the road. Holy shit. Yeah. Fucking nuts. So, quick line, Cleveland five runs, 11 hits, one error. Dodgers three runs, eight hits, one error. Offensive highlights... Top of the second, Mercado reaches second on an error by Dodgers right fielder Alvarez. He drops a pretty routine fly ball. Uh, Ernie Clement then slaps a little blooper into right and allows Mercado to go first to third. 
He rounds third. He thinks about going home, and then he draws the throw to the plate on it, and that allows Ernie to get to second. And that's just good base running yeah. uh, to, to kind of deke him there a little bit, if you will. Austin Hedges then slaps the sack fly to left field. Sorry about that. And that gets Mercado home, so we take an early one nothing lead. Top of the sixth, author Oscar Gonzalez, excuse me, his first major league home run finally. Love to see Bomb to left field. Yeah, love to see Just it. Bomb to left it. field. Yeah, he did. He honestly threw his bat at it, and it got out, and it was kind of crazy. Uh, to left field, ties the game at two. Kid is different. Uh, surprised it took this long, but hey, we're here. Sure, there's going to be a lot more. Later in the inning, Straw strikes out, swinging on a ball in the other batter's box with the bases loaded and two outs, so cool, 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 cool. Top of the eighth, Stephen Kwan pinch hit leadoff single, followed by an Andres Jimenez sack bunt, gets him into scoring position. And then with two outs, Richie Palacios pinch hits for Hedges, rifles an RBI double down the right field line, ties the game at three apiece. So down to our last out, top of the eighth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's go, baby. Top of the ninth, Oscar Gonzalez leadoff walk. Yep, he walked twice in this game. That actually happened. So I'm sorry, he walked twice in this series. He walked uh, once in this game. But yeah, he's walking now. So he's making adjustments. Uh, Naylor then slaps the ball to right field, just stays fair. Uh, Alvarez, the Dodgers right fielder, can't quite get to it. So OG goes first to third. Runners on the corners, one out. They Dodgers intentionally walk our sack fly king, Owen Miller, and decide to pitch to Jimenez, who first pitch he sees, rifles a fastball right uh, Back up the middle, little bottom of the zone, and he likes that pitch, just smoked it. That scores one, gives us a 4-3 lead. And then Ernie Clement, bases loaded, one out, sack fly, huge insurance run. Um, Just can't believe we won that. We beat the Dodgers on the road. Jesus Christ. Straw finally snaps his 0-for-22 skid with a late-inning double. Owen Miller, 2-for-5 with the double. Naylor, 2-for-4 with the double. And no one really balled out in this game, but everyone did their part, and we small-balled them to death, and that's what we do best. Key stats, 14 strikeouts, 4 walks. Going to keep moving. 11 (laughs) hits. 11 hits, 5 extra base hits. Yeah, that's that's why we won this game. 3-for-13 with runners in scoring position. That's 231 average. That ain't it. And we left 13 people on base and we only had 15 base runners so jesus christ it's not good yeah no that is not good uh defensive highlights in the bottom of the first mile straw makes a great catch over his shoulder on the track to take a hit away from the dodgers excuse me in the bottom of the seventh andres jimenez makes a great uh Makes a great catch on a little uh, hopper, like up the middle. Uh, tries to jump throw to get Freddie Freeman out at first to end the ending, but ends up throwing it away, letting a run score to give the Doyers the lead. Um, and then just a little side note, and I wanted to bring this out. Austin Hedges uh, catcher's gear for Father's Day, clean as hell. What, weren't a lot of people wearing it? Was he wearing something special? Uh, so they they get to design their own, right? They just add the light blue. His was like a gray with light blue accents on it. Like they're all different. Austin Hedges' in particular was nice because um, Will Smith's was all blue. Like it was all that light blue color, but his had like the gray in it as well. Super clean. That's what I expect from my hop boy. Yeah. He's a hop boy. Yeah. Hit the broadside of a barn, but he is low key, high key. He is the broadside of a barn. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so pitching analysis, Bieber shoved in this one, plain and simple, six and a third, three run ball, only two of them are earned. So that's a quality start, folks. Seven hits, one walk, strikes out nine. And yeah, he had some base runners, but it's the Dodgers. We're not playing the Royals here. What's important is that he obviously limited the damage. He was mowing them down, striking out nine. He had his breaking ball and off-speed stuff cooking yesterday. ERA on the year now down to an even three. 3.00, 3.00, baby. Sucks he didn't get the W, but the team won. <laughs> Eli Morgan comes in with his giant horse cock and laid it right out there for everyone to see. I heard him at one point say, how's that for a Dodger dog? I don't know. Uh, kid's a little different. <laughs> he goes, I an inning hate and t- you so much. He goes, an inning and all the homies out here actually making it two hours into this episode. Uh, hopefully rewarded. He goes, an inning and two-third, a scoreless relief, gives up one hit walks one and strikes out three. He gets the win thanks to the late inning magic. He's now three and two on the year for anybody keeping track. And then Classe comes in for his 15th save of the year after getting the last two days off, pitches a perfect ninth, strikes out one, took him 17 pitches, which is a little unusual for him, but he got it done. All right, Paul, who's hot? Yeah, so the who's hot list, uh, Some this is going to be like a cleanup episode. Andres Jimenez is getting taken off. He was at an A-. minus. Uh, last week, he was at 885, 885 OPS. In the last seven games, he's batting 261 with a 370 OBP, a 261 slugging, and a 631 OPS. Six for 23 with one RBI, one run, four walks, six strikeouts. Like to see the walks up, uh, it's a good sign. But the biggest reason he's off is like he's lukewarm uh, for the OPS. It, three errors in one week. Um, that's. He's only made three on the year before that, or he's only made three on the year, and they're all this week. Uh, and we just have other players to put on, so had to make some room. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez is getting taken off. He was at an A minus uh, last week. He was at a one dot oh seven two OPS in the last seven games. He's batting one fifty four with a two fifty eight OBP, a two sixty nine slugging, and a five twenty seven OPS. Four for 26 with one home run, two RBIs, three runs, three walks, and 11 strikeouts. Um, like we said about in the top of the episode, people made adjustments to him, and he has to make those adjustments back. Um, just got to keep, got to stop swinging stuff outside the zone and just learn to adapt. Uh, on top of uh, the hard offensive fall, he just made a couple bad errors, um, especially the one in clutch time on Friday. And like we said, he he's not as athletic as the other people we have in the outfield, but he he's serviceable, and if he can get the bat right, that's what we need. Um, yeah. And then Jose is going to stay on at an A plus. Last week he has a one dot oh seven one OPS in the last seven games. He's batting four forty eight with a four sixty seven OBP, a seven ninety three slugging, and a one dot two six zero OPS. Holy shit! <laughs> 13 for 29 with a home run, seven RBIs, six runs, two stolen bases, a walk, and four strikeouts. That was in seven games? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Holy shit. Uh, so he's at an A+. Plus. Yeah. Are we ever going to put like an S tier? <laughs> do, do we create an S tier for him? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah. This ain't the episode. Uh, this is too long. Yeah. Ahmed Rosario. Uh, he's going on at an A minus. Uh, in the last seven games, he's been 367 with a 375 OBP, a 700 slugging, and a 1.075 OPS. 11 for 30 Impressive. with a home run, four RBIs, three nine runs, 
one walk, two strikeouts, or two stolen bases and four strikeouts. In his last 15 games, he has an 817 OPS. He's on one of those Ahmed hot streaks like he did last year. Uh, but you know what that means? Trade bait. Yep. Build that trade value up, King. But no, he is he's on a he's on a terror. Yeah. Although his OPS came down a ton when he went 0 for 5 yesterday, because prior to that, even his last 15 games were like almost at a 900 OPS. God damn. So then he went 0 for 5. Yeah. Leveled itself back out. Uh, so Emmanuel Classe, he's going on at an yep. A plus in 30 games this year. He has a 1.59 ERA with an 8.5 WHIP and 30 strikeouts. Jesus Christ! And Look at the stat. 28.1 in his pitch. He's only given up one earned run in the last 24 appearances and hasn't given up a run in over a month at this point. This this happened last year too. I know where it was like I didn't put I was hesitant to put him at a ten, but he's on an A plus. Yeah, which is the same thing as a ten. And like last year, you were like, I don't know. Oh, I guess he has to do fifty five in a row. (laughs) And I got real upset. We had a little spat about it. Yeah, in hindsight, I should have put him on already. Yeah, yeah, he's one earned run in his last twenty four appearances. Honorable mention: Shane Bieber with a two six zero ERA in his last three starts, two eighteen in his last seven. He's our ace for a reason. Uh, Eli Morgan has stepped into a high leverage role, just like he stepped into that single mom's kid's life and has earned it. Hey, oh, let's go! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And twenty appearances this year, he has a one six two ERA with a five seven with a point five seven WHIP. Allowed only one earned run in his last fifteen appearances, which totals twenty three and one third innings pitched. Yeah. So in his last, you like that off the cuff. Yeah, that was good. That's why it wasn't in, that joke wasn't in there, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so, but all, that aside, only one earned run in his last 15 appearances. But because he does multiple innings, that's 23 and a third innings. Yeah. He's only allowed one earned run. Jesus, can I get on some of this? Who's not action? Go for it. All right, so we're taking Owen Miller off. He was a C minus uh, last week. He had a 514 OPS. His last seven games, 286, 323 OBP, 429 slugging for a 752 OPS. So a little above average. He's starting to get it going a little bit. Solid week. We'll take him off since he's a C minus, but we're keeping an eye on him and hopefully he keeps it going. Miles Straw stays on. He was an F. I hate to do this, but he's an F minus. I know that's not a real thing, but he's literally an F minus. <laughs> last week, he had a 410 OPS, which is 300 points below league average. Last seven games, 107 average, 167 OBP, 143 slugging for a 310 OPS. Our expectations were low, but holy fuck. Three for 28 with two walks and seven strikeouts. No stolen bases, currently on a one for 23 skid. And in Paul, in his last 15 games, he has a 287 OPS. That's so bad. That's 430 points below league That's average. That's so bad. Trevor Steffen staying on. Uh, he was a D minus. Now he's a D plus, so a little bit in the right direction. Previous seven appearances, he had a nine five three ERA and a two one two WHIP. Both are hot dog crap. Last seven appearances, six three five ERA, one nine four WHIP. Um, he barely pitched this week. Only two appearances, inning and two third total of one hit, one strikeout ball. Quan saved his ass on Friday night with that five star catch, like we said. Um, and he's still not all the way back, and it's certainly not in the circle of trust yet, but he hopefully kind of keeps this going. And then Paul kind of appreciate this. 
Luke Maley's on at a D minus. And I'm the only reason up, he's not an F. I'm looking at his stats right now, right? Like I pulled up his stuff on. Guess what his nickname is? For which player? Sorry, Luke Maley. The mailman. No. Oh, well, that's what everybody calls him. What's his nickname on? Is that a baseball reference? No, it's on uh, the uh, MLB. Oh, because oh, baseball reference is notorious for having random like nicknames no, this no one's is ever used. The MLB's app. Okay, what is it? Lukey Barrels. What the? <laughs> MLB, find God. Uh, so Luke made these on at a D minus. He really should be an F, but we let him sneak through this far, so I don't want to go straight to an F. Last seven games. 0.63 average, 111 OBP, 0.63 slugging for a 174 OPS. His last 15 games, he's got a 474 OPS, which is still better than Miles Straw, uh, just to be clear. He's 1 for 24, and it was fun while it lasted, but like we said, he's always been a triple-A slash quadruple-A catcher. Baseball gods get theirs. Yeah. So quick quick recap, Anderson Men is off, Oscar Gonzalez off. Jose stays on, Ahmed on, Emmanuel Classe on, taking Owen Miller off the who's not. Miles Straw stays on, Trevor Steffen stays on, Luke Maylee gets put on. AL Central standings. Can I do this since you did the who's not? Yeah, that's all you, dog. All right, so AL Central standings. Minnesota is still number one. Uh, They're 38 and 30, 5 and 5 in the last 10 with a uh, and lost yesterday. Um, And that brings Cleveland within. One uh, game back, thirty-five and twenty-eight, uh, eight and two in their last ten with a one-game winning streak. Taking that last game against Los Doyers, um, thirty-four and twenty-eight. Is that what I said? You said thirty-five. Oh, uh, thirty-four and twenty-eight. Whatever. Uh, Chicago uh, is five games back at thirty-one and thirty-three, uh, five and five in the last ten with uh, losing on Sunday. Uh, Detroit is 11 games back, 26 and 40, uh, three and seven in their last 10 and on a two game winning streak and Kansas city, know your place trash 13 games back 23 and 42, uh, five and five in the last 10 losing on Sunday. Yep. 13 and a half back, not just 13, 13 and a half. Oh, the five from here looks like a zero. Yeah, because you need glasses. I dog. do. I do You're need blind. to go see the eye doctor. You've I've been trying. Some- I've been trying to make my appointment, and each time I call, they're like, "Yeah, it's a two month wait. It's a two month wait." So I'm about to just go, like, pay the money up front to go see one a civilian eye doctor. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I'm gonna hit this first one. So last Monday, this is one of those things where right after we get done recording, I see it. And I'm like, cool. So 24 year old outfield prospect, Will Brennan was named the international league player of the week for triple a Columbus. We've kind of talked about Brennan, not enough because we get going on the rest of the team, but he's next up. I mean, this dude has, I was looking at his stats. I think he's got like an eight sixty eight OPS and triple a this year. He got he got uh, promoted from double A earlier in the year where he had like an 858 OPS and then he got promoted. And then in the last like 20, 30 games, he's got an 868 or something or like a 10 point swing. Like he's cooking. Yeah. He is absolutely beating the shit out of the ball. Um, he had a streak of 10 straight plate appearances where he reached base. He's 16 for his last 25. With four runs, two doubles, seven RBI, five walks, four stolen bases, and a 640 average in a 677 OBP. Holy shit. And then on Wednesday, you good? Yeah, that's nuts. On Wednesday, uh, 
Guardians 21-year-old outfield prospect. This is from Cleveland. This is from Guardians' perspective. George Valera over his last 24 games. Daddy. Mm, daddy, daddy, daddy. George Valera. Third, over his last 24 games, 33-94. and 94, 21 runs, 8 doubles, 7 home runs, 27 RBI, 12 walks, 2 stolen bases for a 351 average and a 425 OBP. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I wonder how many strikes, strikeouts he has over that time. I don't know, but he is it's not cooking. in there. I'd be curious to see that. True. You got this one? Yeah. Uh, so on Thursday, John Heyman tweeted out that uh, Dave Blitzer, uh, Dave Blitzer's purchase of minority, minority stake in the uh, Guardians now with options to become majority owner in six years was approved by MLB owners meetings. Uh, Blitzer is buying just over 25% of the team now. Uh, but can buy controlling interest in six years or sooner if Paul Dolan is okay with it. And I love that because Blitzer owns the Sixers, right? Yeah. Sixers and, and the Sixers spend the money. Flyers, so. I think he's Yeah, and I think the Flyers he has uh I don't think he can he has like a minority I don't think he can own part of the Flyers. What at the same city? It has to be different. Yeah, cities I don't or think something. you can own team. I own uh, stakes of the of teams within the same city. Gotcha. I think I um, could so be. Yeah, wrong. I, I wish we had more time to talk about it more. Or not, but I mean, it's just nice. We can make we, that our. Hot we talked topic about this in the off. Yeah, well, we talked about it in the off season episodes yeah. too, because it's been we've already kind of covered it. It's just yeah. now it's official, and that slaps. Um, on Thursday, Arias, Gabriel Arias, our king, uh, activated and began his rehab assignment in the Arizona Complex League. So get better. Uh, Friday, uh, Cleveland Guardians left-handed prospect Logan Allen talked about him throughout this episode uh, You know, with the question. The New Jersey uh, Devils. Strikes out a cr- is the NHL team. Okay. That's who it was. Yep. So he, Logan Allen strikes out a career-high 11, and George Valera delivered the only run of this game on his 10th home run of the season. And Rubber Ducks win one nothing. So, I mean, come on. Our a top pitching prospect and our number one, basically, prospect, George Valera, combined for 11 strikeouts of scoreless ball. And then Valera, only run of the game with a homer. Yeah. Yes, please, Daddy. And then Friday, Ken Rosenthal tweeted out that MLB sent a memo to GMs, assistant GMs, and managers yesterday saying that as of Monday, the limitations on the number of pitchers on the active roster will be 13. Uh, rule originally origin, originally intended to begin in 2020 finally will be in effect uh, earlier this season. MLB twice extended the 15 pitcher limit because of the shortened season. People were getting injured and stuff, so they kept extending it, and now they're finally going to enforce it. So, a little interesting. Yeah, we've talked about that yeah. as it's come through of the different, and we've carried 13 pitchers, so we're fine. Yeah. That's why it'll be a swap whenever Savali gets activated tomorrow. Yeah. At this point, it looks like tomorrow. There isn't anything on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Mandy Bell tweeted out that assuming Framel Reyes doesn't have any setbacks, he's expected to meet the Guardians in Minnesota on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. So uh, I'm excited to see if he comes back and, and can bounce back from the huge slump that he was in. Uh, I'm on record for saying that if he keeps it going, then Maybe in the offseason, we, we try to find a new DH. Uh, but I hope he bounces back. I love Fran Mill, and I want nothing but the best for him. So we'll see. 
Uh, also on Saturday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that 20-year-old outfield infielder prospect Joensky Noel just launched his 18th home run of the season for Lake County in the bottom of the sixth. For Noel, it was his 18th big fly of the season, seven more than Valera for tops in the farm system. Which, fucking 18 homers? God, Lee. Um, Sunday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that 24-year-old pros- outfield prospect Nolan Jones had an RBI base hit today in the first inning for Columbus. Jones reached base three times uh, in the game on a single and two walks. Uh, in his last 10, 10 games, he's 13 for 36 with four doubles, nine RBIs, nine walks, one stolen base for a 361 average and a 489 OBP. So I did see something. Uh, Cleveland Guardians, this is like live. It's not tweeted out by anybody, but if you go to the MLB app and go to transactions, the Guardians option Nick Sandland to the Columbus Clippers. Wow. Which, I mean, he's been a disaster ever since he came back yeah. from like that arm issue. You know, he just walks everybody all the time. I wonder like, how many options does he have left? All of them? Probably a decent amount. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal. So, um that makes yeah, room for so Savali. That makes room for Savali. And then fingers crossed, King. Fingers crossed that we just DFA Mercado. So um, upcoming series preview. This is going to be like two and a half hours, but you guys love us and it's fun. We're having fun talking ball. Upcoming series preview. Three games versus the Twins and then three games versus the Red Sox for the uh, weekend series. I mean, hey, uh Division rival. We have the chance literally to, you know, if we win the series, we would be up to. Uh, no, if we if we win, the if we go two or three, then we would uh, be tied. We'd be even with them tied. Yeah. So uh, no uh, starter announced for tomorrow. Uh, but on Tuesday at 740 Eastern time, we're going to be in Minneapolis and we're going to face Joe Ryan, who's a right handed pitcher. Five and three, two, eight, one ERA on Wednesday, 740 start. It's going to be T Mac, who's four and five with a two nine six ERA, versus Sonny Gray, who's a righty, three and one, two oh nine ERA, having a nice season. I think he just came back from the injured list, or he was out a little bit. And then Thursday, one ten start Eastern, uh, Plesak, two and four, four four one ERA versus Devin Smeltzer, lefty, three and one with a three five two ERA. The biggest thing with the Twins has been that their pitching should not be as good as it is. And it's all come together and they I've always kind of mashed. So I just, I'm scared because we never, I don't think we ever really play them well in Minnesota. Like just from the top of my head, it feels like we always end up getting one out of three there, but Hey, we're rolling. So it could be different. Um, they're 38 and 30, five and five, like we talked about. Um, so and we're eight and two in our last ten, so let's let's keep it going. And then the weekend series, Red Sox, uh, they're currently thirty six and thirty one as of now, Monday. Seven uh, ten start on Friday, and that one's going back home, ending our long road trip here. And then Saturday's game is six ten, and Sunday's game is one forty. So uh, Boston playing a lot better after a terrible start to the season. Holy shit, yeah. they were so bad, they and now they're playing more like. Least. Yeah, now Boston's playing like, you know, Boston should be uh, 36 and 31, like I said. And I mean, they turned it around. I don't know how many games they were below 500, but I feel like it was close to 10 at one point. It was bad. So, yeah, uh, tough week. You know, we're 
keeping it going, man. Yeah. Uh, division rival. Got a long just, stretch coming up. A lot of games. Long, Yeah, next week is going to be nuts. Uh, five games against the Twins and then three against the Yankees. It's going to be a long episode. So we'll figure that yep. out when we get there. So, all right. I'm not even going to ask you if you got anything else because we are running long, but we love you guys. Thanks so much for the support. Growing as always. It's crazy that anybody gives a shit. Let's have some fun on Twitter. Have some fun here. Hopefully you laughed a few times, learned a few things, and heard us talk about some ball <laughs> and have it out. So I love doing this with you, Paul. Yeah. I don't think I've said that in a while. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and turn on automatic downloads wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. Please consider leaving us a review. It really helps us out. Please, please, please consider it. Um, it lets us know you're enjoying the content and it helps other people find the show. So if you listen to anything, please keep that in mind. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at 216BaseballPod. And we'll be back uh, next Monday to give you a breakdown of the Twins and Red Sox series. Good luck and guards, guards up. up, baby. Let's go.